Hey everyone, you can now watch the podcast live. That is right. Every Sunday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 Pacific, the podcast Superhero Speak will be live on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. So head on over to the, any of those platforms and subscribe and watch us live. You can comment and we will interact. It's going to be a lot of fun. That is our goal for 23 is to be live streaming every week. So check us out. Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotion. Can you yep. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. I'm no sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese in France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> what? Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my, my progeny to you, a mighty Marvel beast. <laughs> <laughs> But Neil Adams is somewhere going, hmm, it's, uh, it's my time. Uh, <laughs> How do you measure success? Hey, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Speak. Oh, we're live. Dave. Oh, and John. Hi. I'm JD. I've done this before, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm 8-Bit Ray, and I'm here. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, you so are here. here we are at our first ever live broadcast well let me let me correct that this actually isn't our first live did you tweet out the link so that we can share this with our followers to the live link like we gotta do that well i tweeted i mean i sent out a, a video on all the platforms that we were going live at 8 30 oh, okay. it was scheduled on our youtube so i'm just trying to make sure you can so you wanna... so we yeah so we should be able to like use that link for other things Yes, this, this this is like the very first time you can tell because we're still figuring hey. out the technical details. Hey. All right, well, so Fine, no years listening. ago, <laughs> we did a live, we used to do a live show called Agents of Speak that we would do live after Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But we were old and we got tired really quick. <laughs> yeah, so once they changed the show to air at 10, I think it was, or no, 9. Yeah. 10 was too late for us to stay but do it, or, or maybe it was the other way around, but still, it was just like... So we stopped doing that, but that was also back with what was it, Google Hangouts? Oh my God, oh. we are live! Look at that. I know. I just shared. It works. It, <laughs> it does work. <laughs> so, wow, we're babbling. What we do. Welcome <laughs> to Superhero Speak. <laughs> what do you think we've been doing for the last eight years? I mean, nine yeah, years. that's true. But so, so that was the thing. Like JD had, and I talked about this off air that we should start doing a live stream. So yeah, we're going to be doing this. For 2023 going forward, I will have to work on my lighting because I am so washed out compared to everyone else. I have good lighting. I'm a professional. <laughs> I am the dark man. Yes. I've got is... okay lighting. You're fine, John. You're fine. It looks like he's in the romantic <laughs> setting. This, this is usually my Switch setup. This is how people see me usually. Ray looks like Colonel Kurtz in this... Apocalypse Now. Thank you. You look like Todd in the Shadows, actually. And that's the whole aesthetic. So it kind of works. Y'all are going to make me turn on the light. <laughs> John's got the he's got the the mood lighting over there. Well, I can turn it up or down from my phone. So wow, the, uh, 
And I can do this. My so, own and the people end. should also know that this doesn't mean that the audio is going away. We will still be publishing that Wednesday on all the audio formats. But for those um, of us that are offended by our faces, <laughs> I'm offended by your face. <laughs> but so we will be. This obviously is on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and it will remain there after we are done in, in the archive. And you guys can go back and watch whenever you would like. So or don't, whatever. Yeah. You that know, John, being said, John, you're not the only one with fancy lighting. Look at this. Mm, rave it. Mm, nice. Mm, mm, yeah. I got one. <laughs> <laughs> so how's everyone doing? Ray, how are you? What's what is new in your life? I'm perfectly fine. <sighs> I survived the holidays and that uh then I survived the new year and now it's uh, where are we in February, March? We're not yeah, quite in February. <clears throat> it's January 22nd. Feels like it. It feels like I'm 38 already. It feels like we're in February. 38. Ah, oh, I remember those days. You remember uh, 1938. Just been <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that was 10 years ago for me. John remembers the smell of the Great Depression. I used to tie an onion to my belt buckle. That was way after the style at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We had just discovered loincloths. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you survived. It was a new Christmas. world for John, baby. <laughs> Got that loincloth on. Comfort, of, <laughs> comfort and availability. <laughs> so you survived Christmas. Any anything new? What's going on with the Gorilla Brain? Uh, gorilla Brain is it's in hiatus right now. I'm still in imposter syndrome, like you guys stated last time. So I'm still <laughs> mentally trying to break through that. But yeah. I'm monetized on Twitch. I can officially take all your money, and oh, nice. I, and I am officially monetized as a TikTok ambassador. I can take your money there too. Cool. Give me your money. That's the whole point. <laughs> Every six weeks, I think, I'm going to try TikTok. And then I talk to Ray a little bit to get advice. And I look at TikTok, and I just get so overwhelmed that I'm like, I can't do this. And then I run away screaming. 13-year-old children can do it, JD. Everyone in my school does it. I walk the hallways. All kids are doing are TikToks in the hallways. I yep. look at it, and I go, Wah! and I have to run. They can also do screen printing. I don't know if you know that. They sell it at Five Below, Hobby Lobby. They do not we have are... the emulsion that I needed to complete my screen printing. <laughs> I had to order that at Amazon. Ooh. I will also say that we are not on TikTok because A, we don't have a TikTok, and B, I don't think you can stream on TikTok with uh, StreamYard yet. You need a thousand thousand followers and to go live on TikTok, but there, there's ways around it. It looks from, beautiful. From what I've heard, though, that's easy on TikTok, though. Like, it really it's is. really easy to. But don't ever use their software because it's garbage. Mm. Okay. It will eat up your, your CPU and your GPU and kill your computer. It's so awful. Yeah. So and I have a decent computer. Like, I run OBS no problemo, but I run their crappy software, and it's like my computer is just like, <laughs> terrible. You need to get John streaming, doing flossing on TikTok. Yes. That's what we need. God, nobody wants that. We do. They, that would be the first time they've ever had negative views. John would actually be flossing on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Old man O'Grady. Can we get those teeth? I remember when that was invented. <laughs> So how are you, old man O'Grady? What's new with you since last week? Uh, we're on the downside now. Of we're on that the downside? Last, yeah, of, of that of, last date. So, yeah, we're it. on the downside now. Do you sabotage them on purpose? I think, yeah. That's... No, I no. I, I, look, dude, when a date ends with a woman kissing you and then you never hear from her again, what? The, I, I have no idea. You'd hear from her again? You would hear from her again if she kissed the right part of you. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, gentlemen. And we're canceled. Uh, and 
Thank and, you. <laughs> and nor- normally I wouldn't kiss and tell, except that she walked. So, and oh. and I'm not going to say who she is. So, but I did she run? Know. Running would be worse. Running would be much worse. Look, I don't look. I don't know how dating works at my age. It just sucks. That's all I, I, I can I tell a, you. I have a question though. Or right? it doesn't. You're saying that it's you know you haven't heard from her. You've reached out to her, I assume. Yep. Oh, okay, okay. And she never yeah. replied. She ghosted yes. you. Ghosted you. Pretty much. Mm. Huh. Like Is she like your age life. or younger? She was a little bit, only slightly younger than me. Anything okay. near my age is really bad. Like, if you get to my age and you're single, you're in for a rough ride. And it's just, it's just, it's just, it's horrible out there. The Thank people, God everybody out there is, is really emotionally <laughs> damaged. It's hard to find anybody... Unless you're an underwear model, it's really hard to find anybody yeah. stable. I am an underwear then. model, and I still have trouble. So, have you tried Tinder? Oh God, no. <laughs> Actually, girl. yes, yes, you're yes, fine. I have. I did uh, try you're Tinder. Liar. I knew it. I it's knew just, it. But, but and you know what? You know what? The, the, I had a really, really nice date, and I dated a woman for three months that I met on Tinder, and then she broke into my house at midnight. And oh my God! Then she was on. Me. She was that from was, Tinder. That was the one from Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you cannot find anybody, anybody stable at my age. I have no, I'm, I, you know, I, I like, I must not be stable because I'm well, dating at this age, I guess. I don't know. It's just horrible. You hang out with us. You're definitely not stable. This Every is true. I talk to you, I reaffirm it. Reaffirms hey, John, this is, this is, yes, uh, you'll never this, get divorced now. <laughs> never. John, this is They should make me a counselor. I'm, I'm just throwing this out there. Anime lovers dating app. Yeah, I've tried some some of those dating apps. <laughs> yeah, I've tried like, that. The ones, the ones that are billion people to choose from. That, yeah, sure. <laughs> nice, nice. That's a callback, people. That's a callback. that was that was that's yeah. That's for the old heads from twenty twenty two. The fans, the fans yes. have been around the fans, for a while. The fans, yes. So uh, who who else hasn't gone? Somebody else, move this along. I, all right, all right. You don't need, you don't need this anymore. You, what is going on in your world? <laughs> I'm, uh, more wrestling. We had three tournaments in three days at the school. It was crazy. A little guy wrestled today, so that was fun. He's he's having fun. He's doing good. So that's about it. You know, school. school. Very busy right now. Yeah, yeah. I want to get back to writing, but I need to get through this. I have no free time. Like getting the time to car- carving out the time to watch one of my favorite movies is difficult. Like it's been it's been tricky. When March comes, life will be a lot easier. Yeah, is that when wrestling uh, cool? It'll be when wrestling ends. Yeah, or like the season ends, and it's not as much of a grind. Like it's more of a grind now because like I'm working in the building, so like I get there at like quarter to seven. And I don't go home till like eight thirty on some days. You know, it's a it's a long it's a long day. A long day. Yeah. And here I am. Here I am feeling guilty about watching ten hours of Cheers yesterday. Never feel bad about watching Cheers, dude. It's one of the greatest sitcoms ever. Ten hours, dude. I got back home at like eleven a.m. Right, and then like the sun was gone, and I'm like, wow, it's like eight thirty right now. Here's wild. That's eighty. So that's like twenty hours of television. That's one season. Yeah, I'm one season three now. Yeah. Well, that's when it starts to change. That's when Woody comes in. Yeah. And Frazier comes in. The show starts to shape into what we think of as Cheers. I yeah. love Cheers. We're going to get the Cheers. Cheers is good. Dave, yeah, how are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. Nothing nothing exciting to report except I went and saw a movie yesterday. Um, somebody to dance with. I want to dance with somebody, sorry. The Whitney Houston. Oh, yeah. How was that? It was actually pretty good. You know, it, you, you watch those movies nowadays with the eye of like, okay, what's real and what's fake in this? Because, like, the, the perfect example is Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, a lot of the stuff in that movie was made up, and mm-hmm. 
the band members admitted to it and said, well, we felt it made a better movie. It's like, okay, so then you're not really telling us the the truth. You're telling us a good story. They you know, on the Weird Al Yankovic. I was just going to say, when Weird Al Yankovic walked into, into Pablo Escobar's compound, I thought, you know, maybe they're stretching the truth on this one. Just <laughs> Medellin. I, I, I feel more, like but... everybody is getting a biopic these days. I Our... want, I want a Public Enemy biopic, and I want a Two Live Crew biopic. That would be. That's what I really actually. want. Yeah, that's what I really want. We already got the Wu Tang one on on Hulu. That's one. wait a minute. Hmm? What, oh, wait. You, who did you say was after Two Live Crew? Two live crew. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Because then, could, what did they, they sing? Dave? Like, what did they sing, Dave? <laughs> what were some of their hits, Dave? Pop that what, Dave? <laughs> we're hey, we're on YouTube now. We got to be careful. Uh, you God, know, Puss yeah, in Boots Two is really good. So <laughs> close enough. I don't. Can you say that with the new rules on YouTube? <laughs> I mean, my God. Pop that Puss in Boots. Pop that... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Pop your cherry. But, Puss in Boots. Anyway, we saw that because <laughs> it was that was that was a movie that was. My girlfriend's choice, since I forced her to see a lot of superhero movies for this podcast. <laughs> I had to let her get a win in. Has so. anyone seen the Avatar yet? Nobody has, but everybody has. That's what I'm saying. It's like, fuck that way last time. It's on its way to make $2 billion, and none no, of us... I don't, I John, was it, was, John, was it popular mm-hmm. in, like, China and Japan? I mean, that's, is that where Avatar? they made their money? Yeah, I mean, 8 billion people. That's got to add up, right? Oh, oh, God. In China and Japan, where the big mm-hmm. thing is like cat girls and... Uh, no, not at all. It's... <laughs> so everybody saw it in China. That's where it made its money. Pretty much. Has to be. I don't know, man. All I know is everyone's seen this movie. I don't know anybody that's seen this I, movie. I, fans on Patrol seen it and uh, Super... Sorry, Superhero Speak. No, So Wizard. They're the only people I know of that seen it. Yeah, they thought they Randy did it on the, on the podcast. So. Yeah, but nobody else is covering but, yeah. it. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I'm not trying to offer that. Usually, no, I go, no, no. That. I'm not interested. I, I would, I would cover <clears throat> the the last Airbender movie before, before I covered Avatar, and only as a as a hate watch, really. <laughs> was it bad? The last yes. Avatar movie? Yes. Oh my God! Yes, it's M- one of the M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that was a weird fit. And they 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 took one of the most beloved properties in existence and basically trashed, like just just destroyed it it was just it, it in my circles it's as bad as dragon ball evolution which is also one of the worst adaptions ever to movies well i'm here this week we've passed that yeah something something <laughs> new has come along oh, Velma. Which, Velma. oh god oh, yeah. yeah oh it oh, beat boy. dragon ball evolution on rotten tomatoes because the yeah. problem with scooby-doo was the talking dog <laughs> well also that velma wasn't just a a wordy like She's she's just nasty and just evil in this. Like I think we have to come and accept the fact that Mindy Kaling was really good in The Office and mm-hmm. nothing else. Yeah, because I, because I, they gave I her, her lines instead of letting her write it. Mm-hmm. But kind of it's kind of not funny. She did no. write a couple episodes of The Office. Yeah, The Office was. Fun. I mean, here's the thing though: The Office had by the time she came around, the uh, they had a the characters they had a template. Were set. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Ray. They had a template. Yeah. Like you knew it worked. The character, the actors at that point know their characters better than any writer could, and you just kind of like let them do their thing. When you're reshaping a beloved property into what you think is great, and everybody else disagrees with you, and hate watches your show, and you go, "Thanks for watching our show. Gotcha." I'm very curious to see what the next three weeks look like on that show. To be quite honest with you, I ain't gonna watch it, but I'm very. I bet those ratings start to plummet. Another amazing move made by Warner Brother Discovery. Yeah, yeah, I, there's, a there's, a pitch, there's a pitch meeting for it already, <laughs> and they kind of went the route of, 
Oh no, it wasn't it wasn't pitch meeting. It was it was somebody who's doing something like a pitch meeting almost. And they they were like, yeah, what, what there there's it's it's a process. You basically take a beloved property like that, you make a horrible bad evil like series of, of it so that so that when you give them something that's more tuned to the original that everybody's like, "Oh, this is it." And they go back to that in droves. Mm-hmm. So they make all their money. And then, and then I guess, I guess at the end they, they mentioned like, so you mean nobody's going to watch this after the first two episodes? No. And the guys, the other guys go, no, everybody will watch it. They'll hate watch it. They'll hate, they they won't be able to stop themselves. I don't, I felt that's only Mm -hmm. true for like one episode. Then it like. People like got better things to do with their time. Nobody hate watches consistently. Uh, yeah, we, sir, we did the Mint Mobile Marathon. We hate watch the fuck out of some movies. Yeah, but that's a <laughs> really? gimmick, and there's only four of us. <laughs> or six yeah. of us, depending on the episode. But actually, getting back to... What you call it? <laughs> Avatar. That's a good lead into social media madness. Isn't it? Is it? It's a good one. I um, think it's a good lead to social media madness. Kassan Warren, our good friend, tweeted at us. As you are on the hunt for people who watched the Avatar movie, I'll admit I did. Oh, good. Plot is as oh. thin as paper left in the desert, but the yeah. visuals were amazing. The visuals do seem incredible, and that seems to be what Mr. Cameron cares about these days. Yeah, I watched it in 3D and IMAX, so I ended up paying a kidney for my family. <laughs> the kids enjoyed it. If you're going for a story, don't bother. If you want to see what modern movies can do, watch it in 3D IMAX. Okay. Yeah, these, these movies are getting really expensive. Like, oh yeah, it's it's yeah, getting and, ridiculous. And it's like like I the don't... whole 3D thing is the. It's still a gimmick. Ah, <laughs> 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 and they're using 3D to justify it. So, so we got our we got our first live comment, guys, from Drew. Oh, oh. hey, Drew, from Drew C. I hate I listen, hate to... listen to this show. Fair, <laughs> fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're gonna get Drew's stream of consciousness stuff in real time. Oh, yes. God. See, this is bringing social media madness to a whole new level. I did not think of that when I had this idea. <laughs> now I regret it. Hassan <laughs> <sighs> also said, I also watched The Last of Us on HBO Max. It's great. Excellent adaption from the game. Nothing feels forced or cheap. Even though I played the game, I was still entertained by the show. I have never played the game. Have, have you played it right? You're the gamer here. Which game? The Last of Us. Yeah, I played the first one. Oh. And, I uh, didn't play the second one. I had no interest. I, I thought I that it was first... a, I, I thought that it was a perfect story. After the first game, I thought it was a perfect ending. I didn't need a sequel. I heard the first one was good, and a lot of people. First one made me cry. Grown ass man crying tears. A video game made you cry. You feel it as a parent, man. You, I don't, I don't yeah, it. when it's a good storyline. <laughs> yeah, that ending is just like. <clears throat> <clears throat> just how do you, you really feel it feel in your that? gut? Like it made me cry. <laughs> I heard the show's good. I haven't checked it out yet. I'll get around to it eventually. Okay. After I get through 11 seasons of Cheers. <laughs> it's worth it. I'm sorry, uh, but they don't, not everybody knows my name on The Last of Us. So, you know, yeah. I want to go where, you know. Oh, we got another one. Josiah, my buddy. I hate watch, listen to JD all the time. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Even hate read his books. This is revenge. <laughs> this is revenge for burying me on my Impact recaps. That's true. I we on our brace for Impact pod. I use his recaps in the Wrestling Observer and make fun of him because he's my friend. So I appreciate you returning the favor. Good volley, <laughs> sir. Brilliant. Yes, you can put him on the show, Dave. There we go, Dave. That's what I'm talking oh, this about. This is cool. We're learning as we go. 
That's why yes, I, that's are. why I missed out on the question. But when you were talking about Last of Us, because I'm like going through the settings, like how can I get these things to pop up on my screen? It's just weird because Dave's still doing old school, reading the social media tweets, and then mm-hmm. we're gonna get hopefully in time more and more of the live people telling us that we're stupid. So it's gonna be great. I, I, I got people I, calling I, me an asshole in real time for a change. Ooh, maybe, that guy, maybe that guy that made the Twitter to just you know diss you guys to, bear, to bury me. Let's be specific. What did he call me? <laughs> an egotist? Something? Something about my egotism? You were an egotist. I have a conversational narcissist. Conversational narcissist Quote of the year, boys. I made it about me again. <laughs> is, is it is it just me or is it like after nine years of of doing this podcast, the first time we go live for real, all the comments are like, "Oh, we're hate watching you." <laughs> <laughs> Like right off the bat, too. It's what I've been expect suspecting all this time. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, we talked recently bias. about the uh, in across the Spider Verse is coming out soon. Oh, I and, can't wait uh, for that one. The Neither can my kid. Oh yeah, um, Taco Shirt Curlin. We haven't heard from him in a while. He said, uh, "I'm stoked to see this version of Miles again, which is by far my favorite. I'm I also excited that. to see Spider Man 2099 because he has always oh. been awesome." If you haven't read the original run, definitely give it a try. I have read some of the original books. I think I'm David and Rick Leonardi. Good stuff. I own yeah. issue one with the holographic cover because that's what the 90s were all about. Shiny Hell covers. Yeah. Hell yeah. Big bubbly a, ones. I think, he, I, I think Rick Leonardi gave him the best design of any character in the early. Because yeah, the early 90s was so like Lefieldian, Lefieldesque in its designs. Oh, yeah. And I, like, I think the design for the Spider-Man 2099 is really good, though. Which is why it hasn't really been changed. Like it holds up even thirty years later. Of all the twenty ninety nine series, X Men, Hulk, Venom even had one. They were bad. They were bad. They were awful. Doom twenty ninety nine. Ravage. Yeah, twenty ninety nine. We wanted Ravage twenty ninety nine, but didn't it start out with Spider Man and then they built off from? Yeah, it was four. It was Spider Man, Ravage, Doom, and probably X Men. It was. We had a ghost. We also had a Ghost Rider 2099. Yeah, oh, I remember that one. Yeah. Trash, all trash, except for Spider Man. Spider Man was good. Yeah, I mean, it was a truly fresh take on it too. I think so. Well, it was just a way for them to tell newer stories in right. the futuristic world where there really was no consequence from the previous Marvel universe. So it's it's its own universe. It, you know, it's like uh, what was DC's? Oh shit, Elseworlds. Elseworlds. Oh no, in a way, okay. it's just another universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, none of it was good. I, I read a couple of them. I collected Doom 2099, and that was hard to read, man. That was so Sorry. 90s, it hurt. Like, <laughs> that was aimed at my demographic at that age group, oh, and ditto. I was not feeling it. Ditto. Spike said Spider-Man's pretty good. Spider-Man worked. Spider-Man did work. They put Batman. a lot of love into that. They did, because it's good. Bat- okay, that's different. That was DC, and that's Paul Dini, and it worked. Right? Batman mm-hmm. Beyond yeah. was awesome. And mm-hmm. we were yeah. denied a Batman Beyond movie, and I'm still a little bit. Oh, Return of the Joker is a movie. Did it get a release or was it direct? It was direct to video. Direct to video, but it's still released. And it's still good though. Return of the Joker is really good. It really it's is. One of the, it's yeah. one of the best animated movies there is, besides yeah. like what is Mask it? of the Phantasm. Mask of the Phantasm. Mask of the Phantasm is yeah. really good too. And the Mr. Freeze movie was really good. The Catwoman yeah. one was a little meh, but You mean the last one that came out? Yeah. 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 The Catwoman. No, it was yeah, but the writing wasn't really strong in that one. Not really, yeah. no. <laughs> so Drew's three year old could not stop giggling. So that's good. Hey, look, this week we don't have to like repeat Drew's comments next week. Uh, <laughs> we win. It's <laughs> victory. <laughs> so last week we talked a lot about Ezra Miller. Why? And we will be for the next because, couple of weeks. Because it's what we do. He does Miller some- does not equal ratings, guys. I don't know how to break it to you. People like train wrecks, though. 
Yes. That's true. That's why they like this show. So <laughs> Nice. He's not the lying. question was, you know, is this gonna hurt the performance of the Flash? No. I don't Randy think said random Randy Savage from Colt 45 said, Hardly, it's clear that Warner Brothers Discovery enjoys having their own version of a bad boy on deck. Next week, they'll plan to announce Kyle Rittenhouse as Batman. (laughs) To be fair, to be fair, this week on TNT or on TBS, they premiered Dana White's slap fight. A mere weeks after he was caught on video slapping his wife. And they did not back off on it. And Mm -hmm. it got 200,000 viewers. A disaster. (sighs) Yeah, I was one of the viewers. Was it awful? It was fucking terrible, but it was amazing. It was amazing because I could I couldn't just stand there and just let somebody slap the shit out of my face. I'm sorry. That's the I contest. Couldn't. That's the contest. You stand there and let some dude slap the piss out of you. Yeah. And these guys are coming out with these swollen faces and like yeah. you can watch them in real time get CTE. It's horrifying. Yeah. Something I'd expect out of a Japanese. But some of the uh, some of the slappers you know, really do have personality though. Like there's a couple they, of guys that are really eccentric. They had it personality until they lost their yeah. brains. Yeah. This is this sounds like a comment geared towards John. You can't oh, beat no. the DC animated universe. A few yeah, I saw that comment. So. It it's yeah. There's even even the bad ones are usually way better than the Marvel animated stuff. Batman Ninja Scott, my buddy Scott. Well, that's the that's the bottom joke. of the barrel. Like yeah, that's, that's one of the exceptions like, that proves the rule. Yeah, the killing but, joke. Yeah, killing. That's what Scott gets. I don't know up why the they did joke. what they did to the killing joke. Yeah, but, they took but that then, one to a whole nother level. Even Alan Moore is like, "Look, I didn't write this." Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Alan, Alan Moore is is saying Alan, no, no. Alan Moore was wiping his ass with that story. He did an interview where he's like, "People still read that." Well, huh. they even took his like they didn't have that stuff with Bruce and Barbara hooking up and that kind of like they no. really like. They ran with that, and even Al, even Alan Moore's like, I hate this more than I hate everything else. <laughs> the, the, the DCAU, like you got Harley Quinn raping Nightwing, like just all crazy kinds shit. of crazy stuff, Some man. Crazy shit, and they get away with it. But Back still, to... you you get better, you get way better above that, and there are a lot more movies, you know. There's a lot. There's a lot of DC animated movies, and, and they're also... good, like all all the Justice League dark stuff. You can't beat that. <clears throat> all right, and back to the mm. Flash. Didn't Our good friend to? Timothy Jones said, at least that he pleaded guilty. I'm sure it will be a speedy trial. How do you not plead guilty? How do you not plead guilty? Oh, All the no, evidence no. is literally that's on the, the internet. There is no trial. The, They're going to set Sour grapes, ladies and gentlemen, available yeah, in finer right. newspapers across the country. That, <laughs> that's, who we need, that's who we need real-time comments from, Timothy Jones. <laughs> <laughs> dad jokes. Nothing but dad yeah. jokes. Nothing but dad jokes. <laughs> that is, that is the, the, the way to go. Brilliant, Timothy. Brilliant. <laughs> all right so these next couple of or this next tweet comes from the gorilla brain podcast i know god that guy. Help you. god help you mm, who the hell is that? <laughs> he says superhero speak has me watching cheers i think there was a subliminal audio in that episode no that I was in the episode before the nine billion anime fans out there mm-hmm. fighting over changing voice actors mm-hmm. old man grady for president steak mm-hmm. what am i saying mm-hmm so is it my fault you're watching all this? You're going through three seasons of Cheers. It's kind of all your fault. Good. You guys, you guys made like Good. tickled. You guys tickled my nostalgia bone, and I'm like, you know, I watched Cheers in like 15 years. I'm gonna run it's through really it. It's really good, and I regret nothing. Nothing. It's so good. I, nor should you. It's a great. It's one of the greatest sitcoms of all time. 
It really is, but it's like, you know, every episode is in the bar, and it's like your home away from home. You know, when you want to escape the real world, you go to tre- you go to Cheers. That's old school know? sitcoms, man. You had the one, you had the location, right? Everything yeah. had to happen in the location. They don't make shows like that anymore. No, they go they everywhere don't. now. No. Hmm. And fantastic casting. Again? Adult oh, yeah. humor. I loved it. Sorry, Dave. I, I'm just, you know, we got on Cheers. <laughs> I can't see how the Flash movies have any further future any, any future, future with ezra in a role i'm pretty baffled how much they've had help had, had, everybody is baffled how much that. they handled this yeah now dave Everybody's now baffled. dave which are the things in real time <laughs> true by how they, by okay. how much they handled it they didn't handle it at all yeah, yeah. yeah that's I'm true they didn't do anything by that comment no they <laughs> let him run rampant with a gun and a hostage <laughs> and they like, said oj time 10 fine. we're fine there's no problem this movie's really good it's really yeah. good. Yeah, I'm sure. Love I'm sure. It's so it's good that we're canceling movie. Batgirl. The the only reason he pled he got the only reason he got a trial instead of going straight to jail and and pleaded out is because the DC lawyers were standing right behind him Warner, making him Warner do media. Mm-hmm. Yep. Warner media. So 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 Ray, I'm sorry. Yes, we were yeah. we were we were we were talking about. So is, are you easily influenced by us? Like no, I saying, I honestly believe that there's subliminal messaging. It was it was, Honestly. it was super liminal messaging. Watch Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> just said it. Watch, Watch Cheers. cheers. <laughs> like the episode, the episode last week, you know how you get the commercial break where it's like, after this, after these messages, we'll be right back. And there was no commercial. <laughs> and I woke up 30 seconds later. I don't, I don't, y'all do something with the audio? Because, you know, I was, by the way, I was driving when that happened and I blacked out for 30 Missing seconds. Missing time, oh. they call that. Perhaps you were abducted by aliens. Ooh. Ooh. Aliens who like Cheers? Who? Well, they're from the '80s. They were big in the '80s, much like Cheers. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> when I was All a kid, right. Time Life would have these commercials, right? The Time Life. Remember the Time Life books? Oh yeah. 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 So Time Life books would have these 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 commercials on. They would run them during kids' cartoons, which is always baffling to me. And they would I'll never forget this. They go, "Have you seen this face?" Boom. And they would slap like the Whitley Strieber aliens on the cover. And at like six, seven years old, I would see that and like be paralyzed. It would like stop me in my tracks. That that creepy ass alien face that would like have to bury my head underneath a pillow and wait for the Ghostbusters to come back on or something like that. <laughs> time life, time life fucked me up. If you want to know why, oops, sorry, I swear on YouTube, I don't care. That's if you want to know why I'm the way I, I am. On this is why I never oh. got banned on YouTube. Oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit. Okay, <laughs> there are certain topics we have to avoid on YouTube, but I don't think cursing is a, an issue. Can we avoid Ezra Miller? Is that a topic I wish. we can avoid? We cannot avoid Ezra no, Miller. We, we talk not. about them every week. And no matter how much we try, he still keeps popping up. So, last but not least, of course, not too long ago, we talked about the firing of Henry Cavill as Superman. And uh, Screen Rundown replied with a gif of Tony Stark saying, not a great plan. Hmm. And uh, Timothy Jones said, I don't know why he got fired. I always thought he was a good Superman. Just too intense. I think with a good writer and director, he would be much better, especially if they keep the hair curly cute. Ray, is some zombies trying like, to break into your house? No, it's a damn dog with his bone. I'll be right back. Oh, wow. <laughs> An actual serious tweet from Tim. Oh. Yeah, Tim. When no Tim dad. does it seriously, you got to be like, I spend like a minute trying to read through the, trying to find the joke. Like, I'm like find oh, the dad joke, yeah. Yeah, he's being real on this one. And I, it always takes me like a minute to figure it out, too. I'm all like, I'm like, I don't get it. Facebook. Oh, oh I love this. Drew, Drew just chimed in. Facebook closed caption. And. And it's out oh. the cursing. So, fuck, 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 fuck. 
Got the bone. <laughs> How could he play? You got boned, all right. Look what, what she did to it. Look what she did to it. Turn it into a weapon. You can go hunt vampires with that thing. Pretty much. Buffy it is. It's my wife's all-time favorite show still. I thought Angel was better. Oop, yeah, uh, I agree with that. Angel was better, but she was the Buffy game. <laughs> all right. Well, that better. is, guys, that is all the social media for this. Thank God. So, for those who are watching and listening, if you want to know how you can be a part of Social Media Madness and follow us on social media, um, here is our good friend, D Square, to tell you more. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of Social Media Madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at SuperheroSpeak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Colt 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. I totally forgot about the Don video. It scared the Jesus out of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for that, Don. And see, you're here even though you're not here. So don't forget to check like out the that. Omega Level Nerds podcast available on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. And uh, Ray, while you are here, you want to plug Gorilla Brain or? Yeah, you can you can listen to past episodes of the Gorilla Brain podcast on any podcasting app that's out there. Spotify, iTunes, Apple, whatever they call it these days. Podcast. Yeah, that's the thing. You're thinking about starting a MySpace, boys and girls, you know, just throwing the podcast on old MySpace. See if I get any hits. I'm kidding. You, I'm kidding. <laughs> You can also. You These can old also, men thought you were being serious about this. Bringing back MySpace. Say, wait, isn't MySpace gone? It's an audio platform. It's for it's music artists. Platform. Why not podcasters? Fuck it, let's go. I uh, believe that Justin Timberlake was part of a consortium that bought MySpace some years back. Yes, yes, oh, wow. he was. <laughs> You can catch me on Twitch Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 10 p.m. on Twitch. Just follow the name 8BitRay, as you see below. And uh, you can also find me on TikTok underneath the same name. So add to the cool kids table, kitties. I'll reserve Got you a Colt steep. 45 and two zigzags. <laughs> well, I wish we had our Colt 45, but Mr. Random Randy Savage did not show this. He's supposed to be here today, and he let us down. I, I thought he would love this movie. All he right. Well, you know what? We're going to take a quick yeah, break. Happen, world. And we'll be right back. With the news. Do not. After these messages, we'll be right back. Can we do that legally? What the fuck was no. that? They're wow. old G.I. Joe <laughs> commercials for the, the comic book. I forgot that they're that, that it's a stream, it's like four commercials put together. So I was not expecting G.I. Joe, honestly. I was expecting <laughs> like Viagra or something with you know the old guys over here. Same thing, for, really. For appropriate for our age group for our interviewing. Oh, this is our stuff. Come on, man. We're Ray and I are still mm, the, funny, though, the bottom half those, of the screen is fine. Mm, yeah. Those commercials, those commercials were made like 
I think before the cartoon. They're they're probably royalty they're, free. There's okay. nobody claiming those okay. things right now. Hold on. Those were made. Those commercials were made to advertise the comic book because the, right. this was Not before Reagan completely deregulated children's television, so they could advertise the comic, which in turn would advertise mm-hmm. the toy. So it was yes. part of this giant multi multi level marketing scheme from Hasbro to rot the brains of children of the eighties, and it worked. Yeah, they they much. have new like after all of that, they I think in the late nineties they started to pass new regulations. Mid nineties, yeah, that's why yeah. that's why television that's why children's television changed dramatically. Yeah, yeah, but back back in the time of He Man and everything, it was like you the only reason for the shows was to sell oh, toys, mm-hmm. and that's why like oh was it well even even like the Hasbro Ewoks. Well, Ewoks, but but Hasbro, Silver Hawks, mm-hmm. yeah, the yeah. Beast Wars, Beast, Beast Wars. Wars. The reason why Beast Wars, like they keep on messing with the plot, is because every like three episodes, Hasbro would come down and say, "Oh no, we've got this new toy. We want you to fit in," and the writers were going crazy trying to make the plot coherent. That's why you've got three different versions of, of was it Optimus Prime or Optimus Primal? Optimus Primal. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but then but then you have the version of him with the ski, the version almost, of him with almost, who tra- turns into a plane, and you know. I, I'm almost sorry that I played that commercial, but don't be. I needed the conversation the starter. Feed. It's a conversation right. starter. Next time, play the one from Mask or Mighty Warbox. Oh, hey, so Wizards on pull pull that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In humanoids and centurions. I what? love centurions. Yeah. Oh, uh, what was it? The the biker mice from Mars is getting a new reboot. Saw that. Biker mice. Seriously. That's before, that's after your time. That was a '90s kid thing. Yeah, oh, okay. Not 1890, John. You might remember the cartoons back then, silent movies. I, and all. You know, I feel you like you had to, to you used to go to Nickelodeons. To, not <laughs> actually, not the show Nickelodeon. The right. Nickelodeon. Yep. So you put the Nickelodeon. So, so we know this is. Yeah, we know this is from Joey. I always felt like I was one of the only people that liked Mask. I like Mask. I, I like mask. mask. The comics they, suck, but. <laughs> and the, the theme song was like very cat. Like the theme song, I you know. Yeah, it stuck with you. Yep. I had the toys. The toys were really cool too. I didn't the, think I had the, the toys. I was too young. The motorcycle that turned into the helicopter, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. All toys in the 80s were I stuff had. that turned into other stuff. Mm. There's one that toy. That was the thing of the 80s. There's, there's one the nice I'm in 80s. There's only one toy that I'm ever going to buy again, and that is the Technodrome from Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. Because my mother, the cheapskate that she is, God bless her, never got me that for Christmas. So I'm on the hunt for a Technodrome. It was ridiculous. It was, it was enormous. It was it was eighty five dollars. It's a lot <laughs> in nineteen ninety money. Yeah, nineteen ninety money. That's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His mom was share. I don't remember that. Hmm? Hmm? What really? Who's mom? Oh, was mask the movie. Oh, he's being Rocky Dennis. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> okay. Second. Okay, that was good. Nice. We went over our heads for very, a second. Very. Yeah. See, now you can see us go. You know, go off track of the topic in real time. Here we go. Just go <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Rocky Dennis, played by Eric Stoltz, the original Marty McFly. Yes. Mm, yeah. Though they did originally want Michael J. Fox, he couldn't do it because of the TV show Family yeah. Ties. Brandon mm. Tartikoff said no. Yep. And then he and then they they renegotiated and was able to get him because apparently they if you have you ever seen the footage that's been released with uh, Schultz like the Stoltz footage? No, Stoltz, just the clips. Yeah. No one's ever seen like the I don't think anyone's ever seen like the actual clip like the actual teens. Bob Gale says they're never gonna release them, but there's like clips that exist and it looks yeah. weird. Like it does not look right at all. It's, yeah. it's just like <clears throat> he's not he does he's not charming or comedic like no. That's why it didn't um, work. Yeah, that's why it didn't work. Zemeckis called Spielberg and was like, "We can't. This isn't working." They shot for like two weeks with him, 
or something like that. And they were like, yeah. this is a disaster. It wouldn't <laughs> work. It would have been a failure. All right. Well, speaking of things that aren't failures, <laughs> some news. This first article is for John, really. I know. You know. Zimmer. No, this isn't Zimmer. This is Steven Spielberg is going to produce a documentary about the great John Williams. I, I, I know, but that always brings up. Everybody gets a biopic. Well, that, like Williams is overdue, that, though. That was my question. JD might know the answer to this. Has Spielberg done a documentary before? No. Directed one? He's appeared know. in them, but he's not he's done produced one. Some. I don't think he's directed one. I don't want to go through his IMDb. I don't think so. He might have done something for National Geographic at one point, I think, or something along those lines. I, I want to say around the time he did Amistad, he might have done some type of a doc for that. But I don't like he and, he and Errol Morris or anything like that doing documentaries like <clears throat> Warner Herzog can bounce around a little bit. Some other guys have done some documentaries. I don't think Spielberg has. I have to look, I have to look into that. And I don't really feel like doing a Google, a Google search while we're on the show. So I'm going to go with him. Maybe. <laughs> no live Google searches. I mean... <laughs> Do you guys really want to see me go while I'm on the dance? John will. John will do it in a second because he does it all the time. And the podcast is one thing. When we're live video, it's a different story. Yeah. Hmm. No, but I mean, I, I think it's, I, I like the idea. I definitely will check it out. He was the soundtrack of like all of our childhood. Yes. Mm-hmm. And all the best parts. But now he's mm-hmm. retired, right? After, after this last Indiana Jones, he's done, right? I got to see him perform at the Chicago Symphony Orchestra once. Oh, it was pretty cool. Really cool. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame him. He's got to be. Well, he's, 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 a once in a gen, he's a once in a generation talent. I mean, like, well, you know, most people. generation Yeah, because yeah. no, when's the last time we had anybody who could do music like that could actually paint a picture in your brain? Oh, my friend, with, we're going to talk a, about that. In a, we're going to talk about that later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we're going to talk Just about that later. <laughs> I know where JD's going with it. And oh, you I know, totally agree. Ray knows exactly where I'm going. We're going to talk about that later. John Powell? No. But is anybody. John Powell's have good. Heard, have you ever heard anyone yeah. say that they hated this John Williams score? No, never. Have, no, have you no. ever heard anybody say, I, I miss the old John Williams? No. The guy <laughs> no. is just, he hits every time. That's yeah. true. I get what you're saying. What you pay him the big bucks for? So yeah. at, at, at worst, his stuff was better than mediocre at best you hear you you hear any of his scores and you immediately know what it's from because right. everybody knows what it is yeah mm-hmm. very distinctive sound i would say there's only a couple of people out there that are like that and i would mm. say danny elfman would be one of yes, them sir uh, and, I'll give you that. and as we'll much as you hate him, him later as much as you hate him john i'm gonna say zim i'm gonna mm-hmm. say zimmerman i'm no. sorry zimmer doesn't have anything that, it's a like, distinctive style you know it's zimmer yes one distinctive style period dun, 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 dun. right yeah and that's it, it. Yeah. exactly and that's, but that's, that's what, but that's what he does it. though you know it yeah. exactly you know a zimmer score it's like it. right because if you want explosions you get michael bay if you want boom you get zimmer that's it you know well, hold, hold on nobody's hating john williams on here no no, 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 no. No one is hating John. No, no, he's saying no. He, he's he's agreeing. Hating John Williams. Oh, he's 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 I only read the first part. I do okay. that a lot. <laughs> you gotta read yeah. the whole thing. Right? Finish the thing, man. Yeah, just why I don't host it. <laughs> you're stroking your dog like you're Dr. Evil or something. Are you no, it's a cat. Sorry, you got dim lighting. <laughs> it's the one that never goes away. But if I don't give her love, she'll never go away. So all right. Astro, so Astro got a haircut. Yeah, he's treat her like a wife. Okay, well, what's up next? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I think we're all going to check it out, though, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, fine. 
This is a topic we have talked about on this show many times. Superhero. ED. Oh, different kind of fatigue. <laughs> oh my god. I was gonna say hair loss oh. myself, but you know. No, mine's way funnier. Kevin Feige actually addressed this in a recent interview. And basically he said he doesn't understand the concept of superhero fatigue. He says no one after well, they watched Gone with the Wind said, Oh, well, you know, aren't you worried about novel fatigue? Like Movies have been made based on books for a long time. That is time. so disingenuous. I, I mean, like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. First of all, it's like Civil War fatigue is what you would call it, right? And yeah. there were the best example is the Western. We cranked out all those Westerns in the 50s, 60s, and about the mid-70s, people started going, eh, kind of tired of the Western. Yeah, if we've seen it all, that's it. You know? Yeah, so that's, I, that's the comparison. Yeah. I tend to disagree with that a little bit, just because some of the westerns that were made were really bad, they were just cranked some them out. Some yeah. of the some of the Marvel stuff they've been making hasn't been really good. But you know what they've been cranking out for like sixty years now, and nobody's gotten tired of them. Soap operas. There's like twenty different days of our lives and how the wheel turns or whatever. Yeah, but you know the what? World turns. There are not as many as there used to be because daytime television isn't what it used to be. There's only like two or That's three true. left. That's like true. back in the fifty, back from the in the in the eighties when I was a kid. You turn on like one of the the big three networks, and like there'd be soap operas from like ten o'clock in the afternoon to like three in the afternoon. Well, that's, that's, that's because it, that's, that's because one those thing, were for the those were for the stay at home wives and and moms and, and grandmas. And that the economy doesn't, that, doesn't allow that for it anymore. Ain't nobody exactly. staying at home. <laughs> yeah, so no, everybody no, got to work like, three jobs. The yeah. one thing I I kind of exactly I I didn't agree with in his comments though. He said he was saying that you also have eighty years of stories worth to to pull from. But the, my issue with that is it feels like they went right to the modern era in the last phase or the last two phases. Like, they skipped over long periods of time from the comic. No, because a lot of that stuff wasn't as good as we like. No. Like, let's be real. You like, can skip tell me, tell me these great Marvel stories from the 70s. Not a lot. Galactus. Craven's last time. <laughs> That was nice. No, that was and Galactus. Yeah, that's eighty. You're right. Look, seriously, like when this the great before Jim. People don't like Jim Shooter, but before Jim Shooter became the editor in chief of I'm Marvel, I'm a big fan of Jim. What great stories in like the Kree Scroll War? Okay, we're doing that right now. Give me something else from the '70s that's just like and again, love them like Marvel horror fan. Love the original that X Men stuff, but there's not a lot. <clears throat> The best stuff, it all started in the early 80s. Like, the early 80s is a revelation in comics. That's when stuff gets really good. The six, the 60s gets all the attention. The 70s, there's some stuff. But, I mean, like, you know, I hear it's not saying. classic. I hear it's what not you're classic. Saying, yeah, there's no, there's no real in-depth storytelling back then. There really isn't. It's just, you know, just tell one story a week and sell an issue. Go and on to the next week. They're cranking stuff out. They're trying new characters. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, after the death of, give me the best Spider-Man story after the original Clone Saga. After the original Clone Saga? Mm-hmm. The original Clone Saga, when Peter, you know, when Peter first meets his clone, right? Not the 90s stuff. But like, and that's debatable whether that's a great story either. But I mean, like, find me, some, carnage. No, find me something I'm, I'm in really the 70s before Roger Stern becomes the writer of Spider-Man that's like fantastic. It doesn't exist. Mm, good fights. But no good story. Maybe no the Green story. Goblin, Gwen Stacy stuff. Maybe that. Uh, that's was... after. That's before. Okay. Well. Yeah. Dark I mean, then you, got, then you got oh. me in a slump here. But I said Spider-Man. That's 1980. That's 1980, my friend. Oh, yeah. Well, that's yeah. Jim Shooter. Was... So, that's Jim Shooter, though. <clears throat> like that era was. I feel like, like there's some good. Gone. Tell me one. 
Wait, you said from the 70s, right? I, from Spider-Man. I spent Spider-Man specifically. But, like, I always agree with the narcissist. He has great points. Please put that up there. It's about me. Screen cap. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, and my eye keeps getting drawn to the comments. But, I mean, seriously, like, what great Marvel stories? It, DC, for the same matter. Like, if it wasn't Denny O'Neill doing stuff in, in, in DC before the 80s, there ain't not a lot of great storytelling. There's some a lot of books, but... There's a lot of good writing, but just not a lot of good stories. Weren't they in a transition period from being more science fiction oriented to to more? I think they were in leadership because they had like Marvel has like four different editors in chief over the course of like three years in the late seventies before Jim Shooter and people didn't like Shooter, but the the line gets a lot more defined, right? And everything kind of comes to life because like they like like that's when we get Claremont and Byrne doing X Men. That's when you get Byrne doing Fantastic Four. That's when you get Frank Miller doing Daredevil. Like those early eighties is is excellent storytelling in Marvel comics. Roger Stern on Spider Man. We did the death of. Gene De- of Gene DeWolf. Gene DeWolf. 85. 85, yeah. I'm trying to think. Jeez, it's all in the bro. 80s. It's all in the 80s. Spider-Man, the best Spider-Man stuff, the classic Spider-Man stuff was either, like, that. There's, I think that might have happened once. It was either in the 60s or in the 80s. <laughs> Look, Randy showed up. Give me yeah. Spider-Man kicking the crap out of Fantastic Four. Yeah. I mean, that was his first time meeting him. Didn't he kick the crap out of him? They fight. I wouldn't necessarily say they kicked the crap. Well, out him of and Human Torch had that love hate relationship. You know? yeah. yeah. The first time Spider Man met the X Men, he, <laughs> he he wiped the whole squad effortlessly. Yeah. He yeah. Made them look like chumps. A full team. Gotta mm-hmm. love it. Watching mm-hmm. from work. Hey, Randy. Wow. Work must be really boring. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> we got another comment. Yes, they were. Yep. Uh, Neil Adams does the last art yeah. run before X Men pretty much goes on hiatus for about, I want to say five years, and then Giant Size Wait, hits in seventy five. Seventy five. Seventy five. And it's by, but it's also bi monthly. Like it's only got six issues, six issues a year from the X Men until I want to say seventy nine. Yeah, seventies very campy by design. Mm-hmm. Animated children's shows also post Adam West Batman. Yeah, that's not true. So. DC did have good stuff with like Marshall Rogers and Steve Englehart writing Batman. That was the late seventies, like laughing fish, the return of the Joker stuff. Return of so the Joker. That was, that yeah. is like an exception to the rule. Cause that's when Denny O'Neill gets on Batman as the editor. So you still get, you start getting good. So everyone gives Frank Miller all the credit for Batman getting cool again. That's not true. Like not really. Steve Englehart is really the guy who there it is. You really it. wanted to do Batman again. Yeah. See, Ray knows. Ray's you got it. Drummer. Raise my drummer. <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely correct. Englehart yeah. is Englehart is the man that brought yeah. Batman back from campy. We we need yeah. a graphic that shows us running off into the distance, you know, like stage left. <laughs> we are so far off. Not very though. We're not no, very I mean, off, th- this came up because I said they haven't pulled they they kind of like did some early stories and then started pulling right from the modern era with the books mm-hmm. because it's better. I mean, like, look, there's good the, stuff the, the in the 80s that they kind of ignored. For who? Who are we talking about specifically? We just did. We just Captain like the Winter Soldier, the 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 Cap, the Falcon Winter Soldier show was basically like the John Walker story from the 80s for Captain America. Well, I mean, we just did they, WandaVision. They like that was 1984. You know, they destroyed both X Men stories that everyone loved from the 80s, the Phoenix Saga, and uh, well, they tried uh, twice. Yep, the, <laughs> the one. David fucking Goyer. Yeah, well, surprisingly, had nothing to do with that in the shocking turn of events. Wow. Yeah, I know. You gotta blame somebody. Fox. That's why they don't exist anymore. Yeah. 
20th Century Fox does. 20th that. Century Fox. Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're owned by Disney. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Anyway. So what do we go? What else we got, Dave? And the last one is just comic book news, guys, because this is a comic book podcast. Shocking. Uh, they announced really? the roster for the Avengers for 2023. Because obviously they, you know, they can't leave the stupid roster alone. Like- no, I can't. Well, that's but that's the Avengers. They've always been. They've been tinkering with the rosters in 1968. So I'm okay yeah. with that. It's a pretty traditional. Uh, roster. So for the, the right, current, we got, uh, who we got? Uh, Dave? Obviously, you have the trilogy of Cap, Cap, Iron Man, and Thor. But it is the Falcon Cap. Sam, Sam uh, Wilson. We got Sam Wilson. Thank you, Captain Marvel, Captain America, Black Panther, and of course Scarlet Witch and Vision. So I mean, they've been in the Avengers before. That's they, it. Can, yeah, that's the new that's I mean, it's a pretty like um, i said it's a pretty traditional avengers roster can i be honest i'm not happy that we've shaved thor's beard thor looks huh. way cooler with the beard it does look but, weird doesn't it no doesn't it because we've gotten so used to him with the beard like even in the comics he's had that beard for a long time i don't know i left i left new comics behind in 2018 i just go back and read the old stuff i've i've had a problem too i keep telling myself i'm gonna get back thor on board is, it's too just, expensive it's, it's way too pricey expensive. yeah it's super expensive thor did and every, have a <clears throat> beard though when he first became no, but he's been had a beard for a, a long enough where it's like become tradition. Yeah, you can pretty much thank him for that. Or no, when he came back, when he came back the first time, he had the beard and the stupid helmet mm-hmm. over his face and all that. Thank you, Walt Simonson. Yeah, Walt Simonson's awesome. And, I love uh, both of the Simonsons. I've, I've met him at cons. They're they're freaking great. Hemsworth has had a beard, I think, the whole time, right? Hemsworth looks good with a beard. No, he didn't Hemsworth have a beard the whole time. Hemsworth looks good. He's a handsome. No, he man. didn't in the first one, and he had bleached eyebrows. He didn't. In, no, he didn't in the he second had a beard. one either. He had a beard in both of those movies. What are you guys yeah. talking about? No, I'm sure? thinking. Of, I'm thinking of another movie. Then I thought he no. was clean cut. No, Thor's got a beard in all the movies. No, he does have bleached eyebrows no, in the first. It's movie. The, it's the one movie, the one Thor movie where he puts his leg up like this, and he's got his big cock hanging right here. What was that? You're what watching that? stuff on Vivid, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a movie. It was like it was a movie. I don't know. I wanted to look it up, but you he had a beard on. even when he appeared with the original no, uh, he did not have Hulk a beard. in the 70s. Ray is right. Thank you. Oh, he had a cock down to his knee. I'll I'll pull up the picture. What the hell are we talking about? Always had a beard. Goodbye, family show. <laughs> Wait, goodbye. <laughs> <long time. laughs> family show? And you invited yeah. me? <laughs> <laughs> true. True that. All right, let's move on. I right. had a great movie to talk That's about. That's like that is weird. Mm-hmm. Rule sixty nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, rule thirty four. But is it rule thirty four? I thought it doesn't rule sixty nine make more sense. It was order yeah, sixty nine, but, but it's rule thirty four. Sixty nine. Rule thirty four is there's always a porn version of everything. Yep. No, that's a fact. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that a thing? Rule sixty six is. Oh my, huh, yeah, the, yeah. If you're gonna download Toy Story, just make sure you get the right one, kids. That's all I'm is saying. It, isn't rule sixty six where you kill all the Jedi? I don't. That's Order sixty six. Oh, <laughs> not about the cock. Thor one, clean goatee. Thor two, clean again. Ragnarok. <laughs> I thought he was. I thought he was clean. I thought so. Yes. No. Um. Oh, okay. The movie was called Vacation, and it came out in twenty fifteen, and it had the guy from the Office, Andy from the Office. Not a bad flick. No, that was the one where Chris Hemsworth had the the dick down to the leg. Under the knee. Oh yeah, he did. Right. That is true. Yes. He does have that. That is accurate. Oh, now you all remember the dick down to the knee. Okay. But it wasn't uh, Thor. But it wasn't Thor. He has a beard. I'm looking at screen caps from the original Thor. He's got a beard, for God's sakes. 
There's too many Chris's in the MCU. It's time <laughs> we're just going to start calling them by their character name in all any right. other movie they're in. All right, let's. We got to move on. We got a movie to talk. Yeah. We got we we got a movie to talk about. All right, all right. We're gonna to take another quick break and we'll come this, back with the what's movie. What's the commercial gonna be this time? I. After these messages, we'll be right back. I'm super disappointed, you did. We we we'll should find, do one. We'll find better ones for, for next time. Just the same one. I, I, I want to see have the, the one loaded. Uh, I want to see the promo for Marlo and the Magic Movie Machine. What? <laughs> I but feel like I've been Mandela to do a new universe. We will, we like, will work that, the kinks out, I promise. That that is that is a deep cut. Marlo and the magic movie machine. I'm probably the only one on the right. planet there. We're gonna talk about a movie now from 1990. Liam Neeson, written and directed by Sam Raimi, Donnie yep. Elfman, the Donnie, Danny Donnie? Elfman on the score. The Phantom yep. Menace. You could have called that. And of course, we're Phantom talking Menace about Darkman. Yes! God. I finally, I finally get on the show and get to talk about Sam Raimi. You don't even know. I was so happy when you guys brought up Dark Man, and you're like, "Let's get Ray on here." And I'm like, "Yeah, I was driving to Burger King. I almost dropped my food." I'm like, yeah, <laughs> fucking very, Dark Man. A very young Liam Neeson, too. super, and Francis McDormand. This actually has a pretty good cast. Yes. Yep. This yeah. was Neeson's first action role. Like he's done like background parts. It wasn't his first leading thought, role, but it been an action movie. But it's weird watching Liam Neeson do an American accent, and you're just kind of like, "Ooh, hey, ooh, why?" Yeah. Like I got Neeson. I got Neeson. Well, I mean, okay, Neeson. okay. The more American he gets, the more angrier he gets. He's Let's angry. Get, we'll get into that in a second. Here's my first question. All right. Like, sure. I know I watched this movie when it, like, not in the theater, but when it came out on VHS. Um, you know, probably. I want to say 92 93 is when I, I finally saw the movie and of course back then we were starved for movies like this and i loved it and then re-watching it now i'm like huh so i'm kind of curious what let's go around the room like what did everyone thought thought what was everyone's thoughts re-watching it now me first um, me first my god <laughs> the piece of cinematic art jd why, I, why don't you go first I, i'm going first <laughs> i love this movie so much yes. i watched it 1990 my parents took me to see it at the drive-in, a double feature with Problem Ooh. Child. What wow. a weird double problem what a weird feeling that was. Like, in retrospect, what were they thinking? <laughs> uh, and I was watching this going, I can't believe my parents took me to see this. This is fantastic. It was my first Sam Raimi film. And boy, oh boy, was this a Sam Raimi film. Oh, yeah. Like, there are points like, oh, look, the camera work, the uh, the, b- the bizarre camera work, like the story that it just like, I just get right into it. Just get right on into it. I got to beat around the bush with a bunch of plot. Like, I think this is, they don't make movies like this. Like, this is Sam Raimi finally got a budget and went crazy. He's like, I want to have a dude hanging off a helicopter and people shooting at him. Why is there a helicopter shooting? Why is a, why is a cop helicopter to sound like I'm patrol? Why? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's just awesome. I, a, I love this movie so much. Remember, 19, remember people, 1990 had a budget of 14 million. And made forty eight point eight million at the box office. That's a healthy take. That's a healthy return. Mm. This is why well, there's Sam a reason Raimi why there's number two. Yeah. yeah. Well, number two. Okay. So this came out in an era where you didn't really get sequels to movies like this. You got two direct to video sequels mm. with Jeff Fahey and Arnold okay. Kasulu. Yep. Imhotep. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's right. There's one more article that I included at the top of the. I included in a separate email. They're actually in talks with Raimi now to do Darkman Four. God. Because of all the that. buzz around wow. what you call it, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Good. So does Dark Man's daughter get taken? I, I don't no. know. Oh, that'd be great. You could bring Lisa Liam Neeson back. He's in great shape. He's good. You know, he'd just be angry Dark Man again. I yeah. bet he would do it too. And he and he wouldn't even need the makeup. 
Like, you know what this movie really is? It's basically the Phantom of the Opera meets the Human Target. It is a complete. Oh, yeah. If you enjoy 30s monsters movies, it is a complete love fest, a love letter to those types of movies. Almost like Werewolf by Night was for you, John. All right. This this was. Okay. I'm being silenced. The narcissist. (laughs) No, no, no. Go ahead. ahead. I'm the narcissist. Me. No, go ahead, Dave. We'll have a, a counterpoint here because you don't. I, I heard that huh, at the very beginning when you uh-huh. said, "What are your thoughts on it?" I'd like to know your thoughts so I can. <clears throat> well, first I want to hear John's before I speak. I want to. I'll go last. Okay. Yeah. Somehow I don't think you should get the last word on this, but okay. This this movie is like well, it's 1980, so like 90, it, it, 1990, 1990. Sorry, 1990. It it's it does straddle line between like the 80s action flicks and the 90s ones. And and Brainy is just I loved how like there were some it's like lots of really disturbing imagery. Oh yeah. And it just, you know, and you could see, I mean it it's Raimi all over. It's just I I, I like it. I think it's still underrated. Me too. It was too. I I I had popcorn downstairs just watching this. I'm like, this is incredibly entertaining. I don't remember a lot. I didn't remember a lot of it because I haven't seen it in probably like almost 20 years. But it's still and you're not you're up. not you're not alone in that crowd. Oh, a I bet people... I haven't seen it in twenty years either. Yeah, so, uh, but it's good. It's still really good. Comment came in. Liam did say recently he'd be interested. Of course, nice. he needs work and he needs to stop doing those one movies where his daughter gets kidnapped or his wife gets kidnapped. Everyone and he's like, I will find you. Yeah, how bad are you that it happens once and it continues to happen after you have a particular set of skills? It's Apparently. He's basically a McAllister at this point. He keeps leaving that kid all over the place. People, <laughs> yeah. Your skills go. Your skills cover getting them, but not keeping them. <laughs> so kind of terrible. All right, Dave, tell me why you didn't like the movie. Yeah. I didn't, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, I see the smirk on your face. You, you, uh, can, wipe, yeah. you, you can just wipe it off and tell me real yeah. quick. You've got a real negative There's no beating around the bush, no the the bush Dave. Come on, just come on and say it. <laughs> Where did you lose your joy? Please. How were you so offended by Dark Man? Yet you said good things about Superman three. So hey, do, 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 yeah. do please, do please, enlighten me, sir. You can call me Dark Man. God, I jumped out of my chair. And I said, "This is still great." Yeah, because he did. He wasn't called Dark Man until that very last line of the movie. Oh, okay. Why wouldn't he be called Dark Man? Like, but it's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I want to say one. This is a movie of its time. Yes. This movie is Definitely. so 90s and so Sam Raimi. Yes. Like, Let you. where's the downside? I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. It's why it's great. What, what was the rating like... when it came out? R? Or Wait, was oh, it... this is an R-rated movie. Yeah, it's an R-rated oh, yeah, movie. Because yeah. uh, it, it, it could have like... been rated PG. And... No. One of my issues By with today's it standards, maybe. maybe. Is I kind of felt like, at times, it didn't know what it wanted to be. Really? Yeah. And I'm come on, let's be honest. Liam Neeson was kind of over the top in this. You, you, it's a Sam Raimi movie, man. Was, and Bruce yeah, Campbell was in an Evil Dead. I know this is like. But did I you see Evil Dead from, too? I expect well, Evil Campbell. Dead was so subtle. I mean, you know. <laughs> I can't believe that Liam Neeson went on to do Schindler's List after this movie. Like he's an actor because he's that <laughs> good. That's you know, yeah. it's not really the good. same guy. It, like it he's does not feel like the same actor. That's the point That's of being an actor. An actor. Yeah. If it's an act, if you're an actor and you can do both those movies, you yeah, got this, something, man. Obi Wan went on was... to be a gay character dating Jim Carrey. <laughs> Dude, Larry Drake, who yeah. plays Durant in this movie, oh, was yeah. the special needs janitor in L.A. Law. This also a versatile true. actor. Yep. 
Yeah, but Raimi took one look at him and said, I want that guy for Durant because he envi- I envisioned Durant. This is Durant for me. I need him. I don't care what he's done. And it worked. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is what makes it a great movie. You can say it is definitely a movie of its era. And I said they don't make movies like this anymore because Sam Raimi is really all about like he's an expressionist filmmaker, right? It's right. not supposed mm-hmm. to be realistic, like especially not this era of his career. <laughs> it's not supposed to be like this is again. This is evil. This is Sam Raimi in between Evil Dead Two and An Army, Army of Darkness. Yeah, so this is what he's doing in this era. This is him doing. This is this is literally what Sam. This is literally what 1990 Sam Raimi could do if charged to make a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. And and you say it's not realistic, but you know there is there are studies on the human pain system, and yep. the thing is that we have blocks on us through pain that make us not use 100% of our muscles. And if you got rid of those blocks, like say, taking away your ability to feel pain, you would be able to lift like, you know, small cars and stuff. You tear a lot of muscles, but that's the, like somebody did their research in this. And yeah, there's a bunch of science fiction stuff. And the computer computer stuff was fun, but for for a guy like me, but it's just, it was still good. I like superhero movies. I don't need the, the, the physical justification for how he can do these things. I know, but he's scarred. That's how he can do it. And he's angry. you know oh, yeah. me though. Thing, I like the I little say, details, and when they get little details like, like that, it's just you do like the details. It's extra sauce, you know. So, but see, the thing is, like, it doesn't even make sense. But no, I don't care. And I don't care about it. it right? Doesn't need to be. It's yeah, dark, here's man. the whole thing. They make a big deal about they cut off his ability to have any feelings and nerves. But at, there's quite a few times he expresses pain in this movie, like when he gets hit by stuff. So it's like okay. But his hands can't feel it. The rest of his body can feel stuff. It's his hands. Is it? I thought it was. It was yeah, supposed to be his whole body, but well, they cut, they, 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 they cut, they cut the pain receptors up, and you know, he got you shot. Know. He took a bullet and didn't flinch. Yeah, so that yeah, but at, been, the, at the fight, they might have just been angry. He keeps grown. getting hit, and he flint, and he keeps getting he gets flinched when he gets hit with. And the fight at the end in the helicopter. Well, who wouldn't flinch when he was getting... But a flinch like, is just it, a reaction. Like, that's not... Yeah. Pain. Well, like, but I mean, he's he recoiling in pain. I'm sorry. He's not flinching. That's he's recoiling back in pain. That, that's, your, that's your best debate? He no, flinched? No, I'm not saying... <laughs> he I am out. I'm out. He's flinching. Supercomputers yeah. created by someone that has no tech experience in Superman 3. That's fine, guys. Talk, talk, up, talk my man about takes one bullet. Did Dave like Superman this. three? I don't remember Dave did. defending mm. Superman three. Did, did he said there were good parts in it? He said there were good parts. I said there were good parts. I didn't defend I the movie like the as end. a whole. I still like. I still like the evil Brainiac lady. I think that's I still cool. like the the cocaine ski slope. That was what. No, but that that evil Brainiac lady was. <laughs> that evil Brainiac lady was one of the most terrifying things. I agree. In, you know, in okay. movies. Let's not get on Superman three. Josh, if you want to near, hear these comments, go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> yeah, that but anyway, but, seven months ago. Yeah, but but like but Darkman is like I think I'm sorry. I think I think it's it's it it's really good. Like it's still good today. It holds up completely. It Absolutely. is incredibly entertaining. The action was good. Raimi's imagery, as always, is just just right. A little a little bit disturbing. A little bit funny. And uh, yeah, I I mean it it works. It just works. I don't know. I mean, it's so nineties. I just felt, and it's because it's so nineties. It's so over the top in this. A lot of times in this movie, but RoboCop is over the top, and that still holds up. I mean, did like, you live in the nineties, Dave? Because yeah. the nineties were over the top, bro. Especially nineteen ninety in and of itself. I kind of yeah. feel like this movie set the tone for the nineties. No, this I movie choose, set the. No, I this movie believe that. 
this movie <laughs> set the tone for the Spider-Man films. If yeah, you look at some of the shots and mm-hmm. how it's done, they are mm. Spider-Man Two, especially mm-hmm. the, the science scene, is taken almost directly from Darkman. I remember watching that scene with the arms come to life and thinking to myself, this is the Sam Raimi that gave us Evil Dead. But it's very much the Sam Raimi of Darkman at the same time. Exactly. Spider-Man just... Yeah, that is like that is a Sam Raimi scene through and through. That Very much. Yeah. Where is this in Raimi's, like, so he's got Darkman... Before this, this was Lunatics, this, The Dead Next Door. Yeah, those aren't as good. Those kind of flew under radar. Like, really, it's between Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. Yeah. yeah. You're, talk, you're talking about his little passion projects that really. Yeah, those weren't. Because he made. Oh, I can't remember the name of the crime movie he made after Evil Dead. Like, that does okay. And he's doing okay with stuff. But I mean, really, Evil Dead 2 is kind of like his, his real calling card as a filmmaker because that's like a real movie. Evil Dead 1 is just like. It's like a schlocky horror film. Evil Dead Two was like a masterpiece, like okay. a horror masterpiece. And, and he did he Mant- He did Hard Target after this, and then Mantis. Yes. Mantis, I remember Mantis, and then Timecop. Yeah, well, he was a producer in Timecop. Well, he was and just then, taking when he did Hard Target. Uh, he didn't pay for job. Hard Target. Here's, here's, it was a job, question. man. Yeah, it was right? like Kevin yeah. Smith doing Red or whatever the hell that Bruce yeah. Willis movie. Cop out. Okay, Cop if out. he's in talks Red was to good, do, though. if he's in talks to do Darkman Four and Liam Neeson. Is willing to return oh to the God. role. JD will cry. Then, then Ray's gonna fly to Chicago, and me and JD got a date. Can I ask my question? Sure. What do you think would happen if they made it just like the first one to the door? I think you I'm, have to. You would. You would have to match that. Like tone. over the top mm-hmm. visuals, the the mm-hmm. weird, the weird, the weird. Uh, yeah. the weird I don't know about the eye the and humor. all the lightning and everything. I that's what makes this movie special and he's right like ray's right it is very much a callback to a lot of those like universal monster movies and this is very much inspired by the phantom of the opera and the shadow and the shadow yeah this is very much it's pulpy it's very very pulpy like there's elements of horror movies there's elements of like not so much the early superheroes but the pulp characters like the spider and the shadow and those kind of things this is really Raimi's love letter to that kind of stuff it's like a pop it's like a pop culture Cuisinart in a way where you take those early 30s things you take like monster movies and you put like that 80s action movie and it's kind of all those mixed together which is again only Sam Raimi could have made this movie. Mm-hmm. And if he's going to make a fourth one, I think he has to stay true to mm-hmm. what his original is. Cause if you have a subtle, like if you do like a more like grounded version of dark man, it's just, I don't think it works. But the, no. but the thing is, but well, the they, thing is like that, that imagery that he was doing when he mm-hmm. started to go a little bit crazy from, from not having any feeling and everything like you could update that to, to make it more, yeah. more, it more better. for today. But but with that, but it's the imagery still makes sense because that's mm-hmm. what's going on in his brain, and the and that's Raimi's vision of how it how it feels to him, and it still makes sense today. You know, like, like yeah, you could Peyton, update it a little bit from a character point of view. Peyton Westlake is such a cool character, right? He's this scientist, you know, very generic. It's got almost like that Swamp Thing origin, right? Yeah, but yeah. instead of being reborn as a muck monster, he just doesn't die. Right. And he's a he's a mo- he's a monster. I love I love the scene where he puts the little funnel on his thing. He goes, Look at the dancing freak. Like I yeah. could just, all I could think is I would love to have been on set when Ramey and, and Neeson are doing this. <laughs> oh, oh they, this madness. The the game the, the the when he was doing the the game at the, yeah, the, or the whatever, pink elephant. Like pink and, elephant and, yeah, yeah, That's takes wild. the guy's fingers and like 
Yeah. Take the pain over. The shot in it, it's just like this pivoting shot, right? And it's it's like a there's a fisheye lens on it, so it looks really weird. And it's spinning between the three of them. They're just like, ah, and it's just yep. this nightmarish, like almost like Dada imagery that's just like gorgeous, man. Like you could not maybe today you could make that again with the digital rep with, with anybody being able to make a movie, but like a studio movie today, nobody would have the balls to do something like that. That's just so weird. It's yeah. a weird movie, but that's, that's a what I love shot. about it. Yeah. That it's a rain, rain, exactly. Pure rain. Yeah. Pure hundred percent. You watch this movie, you go, Oh, Sam Raimi made this. Movie. Yeah. Nobody. And, yeah. And Danny Elfman does an amazing job. Cause there's music constantly. Like there's constantly. no, there's no point where it's like subtle. It's just bombarding you with no, this no, no. It is subtle for important plot points. It yes. is it is lowered for it when lowers. you have to know something. Yes, then they will lower it. So, but it's like it's like this verbose gothic soundtrack the entire time. Like it's it's almost like a silent movie in that regard. All right, here's a question, and this is maybe where my blockage is coming in on, and, and when I'm thinking about this movie, Evil Dead. Evil Dead 2 and, and Army of Darkness. Like, like, especially Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. They go over the top to make it funny, right? Like, yes. They started out making like a B horror movie, and it, but there was like, the, because of who the chin, I can't think of his name. Campbell. Campbell is, Campbell. it comes off just charming and funny. Chin. Yeah, that's his nickname. Everyone mm-hmm. calls him the chin. Oh, yeah. I mean, but uh, you just called him that, like, you know him. <laughs> like he's I have met the man and worked. You for have to him. earn that right, sir. <laughs> I have worked for him at conventions, so wow. jealous. But like, so they decided to go over the top, and then by the time you get to Army of the Darkness, it's like it's definitely slapstick, slapstick comedy, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it's done on purpose. Very. I can't tell if the over the top of this movie is done on purpose to be funny, it is, or if it's just to be disturbing. Both. It's, yes. Both. Why yeah. can't it be both? Because Evil Dead Two is also like that. The scene where. The scene where he, where it's just Evil Dead Two, where Bruce Campbell is having the breakdown, where he's fighting the possession, right? Yep. And yes, and like the the deer head is laughing at him yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like it bounces between disturbing and scary and hilarious, often within seconds, mm-hmm. right? And it's like madness to the scene of like you're going crazy and going crazy isn't just like there's like you're up and down with fear and terror and uh, humor. And just like this malaise at points, like, and that's, I think Campbell's an underrated actor specifically because of that sequence. That's a really good sequence where he's playing off of nobody. It's just him in there playing off of puppets. Right. right. And I think that Liam Neeson brings the same, which again, this is a Raimi thing. This is what Raimi wants. Raimi is a director. It's very good at channeling raw madness. and bizarre madness is a great way to put it raw and bizarre emotional output we'll just say from his from his actors that nobody else really does and it never comes off like it never co- like the scene i referenced with Liam Neeson he's like at the dancing freak like it never comes off like he's pretending to be or no, he's, he's it's not playing. coming off cartoonish whatsoever yeah. it's coming off as he's really losing his mind he's Which not grounded by anything Right. That's what this movie is. It's it's Peyton Westlake's descent into madness. Because yep. by the end of the movie, when he accepts the fact that he's Dark Man, it's played very straight. There's yeah. no over-the-top camera work. There's nothing silly going on. It's a straight action movie at the end of it. Because the character of Peyton Westlake has accepted the fact that he is an absolute lunatic and he's going to just be a superhero now that just yep. fights for vengeance against evil corporate people, which I love. 
right? Mm-hmm. That last sequence where he's like, a dark man turns around and it's Campbell. You're like, hey, yeah. Campbell, it's great. You know, like I love, I love this movie. Yeah, fuck that studio. They didn't want Campbell. Yeah, Raimi, was- Raimi wanted Campbell as Dark Man, and they said, mm, we're going to get a more established actor. They didn't. They went with Neeson, but also Bill Paxton for that role. Bill Paxton would have been really good in this role. It's a shame. But he told, I like Liam Neeson, but it would have been good, he, too. He told Neeson about the job. He's like, yeah, I'm doing an audition for this movie called Dark Man with Sam Raimi, you know? And then Liam Neeson goes for the, to the audition. Paxton doesn't talk to him for months afterwards because <laughs> he got the role. Man. But if, okay, so to keep this to not be a well, actually, we're going to keep the Sam Raimi suck fest going. That's going to happen. <laughs> I have no, no, you called you one. called you called the Twitter's Mister Evil Dead on here. You know, I'm the Raimi, you know, chronologist or whatever that word is. I, I, I'm Mister Raimi. Okay, so if okay, so JD talked about the madness scene in Evil Dead Two, and I always go to point out, okay, that's a really, really, really good scene. But if you want some of the best cinematography on a low shoestring budget. A Descent into Madness. Watch the last 25 minutes of the original Evil Dead. The things yeah. that he does with the camera, mm-hmm. flipping it around, going into weird things with the mirror and things like that. It's a real descent in the madness. It gets crazier, crazier, and it keeps evolving. And then, like in every Sam Raimi movie, something grounds the main character. There's always that one little item. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Evil Dead, it was the little locket mm-hmm. or the, the, the magnifying glass that he gave Linda. Mm-hmm. And then in Dark Man, it was the pink elephant. When he saw the pink elephant, he yeah. went back to normal and then got the hell out of there. He lost the rage. Raimi films always have something that ground the heroes, if you've ever noticed that. And that's yeah. just it's just a running theme in all of his movies. And I absolutely love it. Like yeah. he can get crazy, but he but he'll center you. He'll he'll bring you right back in and take the film where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. Which is what which is what makes Raimi movies interesting because it's not because sometimes movies are just weird for the sake of weird and what i like about Raimi is he'll get weird but he'll ground that plot again and there's stuff he does in that first evil dead movie that he should not have been able to do as a 20 something filmmaker with a camera like he's pulling off camera tricks that are far beyond his experience level and far beyond yeah. his budget like they they basically fashion a steady cam by strapping a camera to two pieces of wood and they're just running it through the woods that creates that they that also tied it to a bike yeah like he's doing just bat crazy things with that camera mm-hmm. to to achieve to achieve this look that becomes his trademark, right? Right. And this is what makes Raimi so great is that no one makes movies like Sam Raimi, and a lot of that is necessity because he just figured, I have this, I this is what I have, I need to figure this out with what I got. It's just it's the the brilliance of him. We don't yeah, talk he, enough about how brilliant a filmmaker he is. Yeah, we always talk about the Tim Burtons and the Spielbergs mm-hmm. and the Carpenters, but man, Raimi is just right up there with them, man. Mm-hmm. And Raimi's Raimi's a guy who cut like like a Roger Corman cut his teeth in these super low budget movies, but didn't unlike Corman doesn't stay there. Like he transcends into becoming one of the best filmmakers of his generation, and it takes a long time. There's 20 years between Evil Dead and Spider Man. It's true, true, right? Like, and he made like for the love of the game. That's a romance. That's like a, a just a romance baseball movie that's played super straight laced. Like the man, the man is remarkably versatile but he's always at his best like in multiverse of madness i just loved that movie like because it felt like Raimi just being unhinged Raimi for the first time in years and something like this quite frankly mm-hmm. yeah and also he had uh, danny elfman come back for mm-hmm. multiverse of madness so you got that duo back together again mm-hmm. you know what it's funny yeah we did talk about that when he got elfman for multiverse i was super excited Me once too. they once they had named Raimi as the he's- director I was super stoked. And then they're like, well, Danny Elfman's coming to do the soundtrack. I'm like, 
take and he's a definite another mm -hmm. composer that has a sound yeah that distinct oh, yeah. And, like because like, operatic if you if you close your eyes you might think you're watching a batman movie <laughs> What's well, that Danny Elfman, right? Like it's so weird yeah. that his, none of his soundtracks sound anything like Oingo Boingo, right? Like mm -hmm. none of his soundtracks ever like remotely sounded like what he did in the pop world. But like instead it's this like baroque, you know, sweeping yeah. sound to everything. Like everything's very, like very adventurous. Yes. Almost almost whimsical adventure. Mm -hmm. Well, it, it, like Men in Black, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Nightmare Before Christmas, Corpse Bride, um, Batman you know, Before Christmas like, would be his Batman magnum Returns. to be Batman Returns. Batman's Mark, great. Mars yeah. Attacks. There's oh, stuff Mars I like better right. than others. Like I love I love his Batman stuff. I love his Nightmare Before Christmas. Again, that's yeah. his movie, basically. Like he really he essentially puts that whole story together. Like that's yep. that's a brilliant movie on, on its own, just of what Danny Elfman did as a as literally as a filmmaker in that because it's his score really, really sets the trend, sets the tone for that film and sets the story for it. So this is one of the cases where he's just, again, I, I, I compare it to Phantom of the Opera and silent filmmaking. It, I agree with you, Josiah. It was it's still, it's still my favorite Batman theme. Everything he does in this movie is so inspired by like Lon Chaney and like silent films. Like it just, it has that vibe to it where you're just like, you're, you're watching a movie. It feels like you're watching a movie, you know, you're going to the theater and watching just something that's way over the top and fun. And it's like the opposite of like a Michael Mann, like something super cerebral and very like, you know, closed in and slick. Like it's the polar opposite. And they're two of my favorite filmmakers because they both, they can do the opposite. You know, they're, they're, they're like yin and yang to each other in my mind. So, so they screen dark man without the Elfman score. Oh, I bet Dude. it would have been not as good. No, yeah. it, it was terrible. They were yeah. going to almost scrap almost most of the film and just, you know, it was just going to be terrible and they were going to scrap it. And then they added in Danny Elfman two weeks to write that entire soundtrack. What a pro. Way. What a pro. Two weeks, and they edited it into the movie and then showed it to the higher-ups at... Uh, I don't know who contributed this. I'm, I don't remember. Was it Renaissance? Might have been Ryan or something. Let me look it up real quick. Yeah. But they were like, A-OK-Okey-Dokey. -okay and and Raimi told Elfman, go wild. Universal. It, 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 yeah. The, okay. <laughs> oh, it's Universal. They got a real studio. Yeah, okay. So he told, he told Elfman, go wild. And that's what Elfman did. And for an hour, or it was what, like 83 minutes? Is that how long the movie is? 83 minutes, right? Something like, like that. that. Yeah, it's not, it's yeah. not super long. It's a super long Danny Elfman score, and it's fucking beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I can't argue that. And I think that goes back to something JD says, you know, about filmmaking. It's not just the story, there's a lot of no. elements. Mm -hmm. The visual medium, it is a sound medium. Like, soundtrack can make or break a movie. Like, oh, yeah. Big time. Absolutely. We yeah. talked about John Williams earlier. Like, how is Superman as iconic a film if we don't hear that score? Not right? even close. In no. Star Wars, what Star Wars is without that score? Like, if Star Wars is a disco soundtrack like like they wanted, what is that <laughs> oh, God. movie? It's Buck Rogers, right? Yeah, it's, it's not, Buck Rogers. Yep. It's Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, it, yeah. it's not what we think it. You know, it's not what we think. Like music <laughs> makes or breaks, which is why John gets on his like we tease John about his anti Zimmer kick, but like. That's why John, like the Zimmer stuff, does not connect at all with him. But I think it works for not all of his movies. Like I don't, I don't like his man. Of, I don't like his Man of Steel or, or Batman stuff. But I like most of Zimmer stuff. I'm okay with Gladiator. Like, Gladiator, was Gladiator. Good. I like Gladiator, man. No, it's always, but it always sounds like background music. That for, you know, it's never, it's never a main theme. You I know? don't know. You ever hear the Wonder Woman theme? Do 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 do. 
Right, but you I know, like I've used that Gladiator so many. I disagree with that, especially on Gladiator. I use that Gladiator track so many times when I was doing video editing because I think it's just gorgeous. Like yeah. I love especially it. Especially Elysium. Love it so much. Elysium yes. is beautiful. Yeah. Exactly. Dave muted himself. Did you have to cough or sneeze? Did you have some gas or something? <laughs> You're not God. supposed to point out that I have to burp. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were sick of listening to us talk and we're trying to prove a point. So, no, I but would the, mute but the, you guys then. <laughs> but the, but the thing is, like, if you listen to any of those Zimmer scores, you're you not. Most people aren't going to remember the movie. But for most of John Williams stuff, you play one of the scores and you remember the movie yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I can't argue. Even non-adventure movies like Home Alone. You know, he did Home Alone, mm-hmm. but you always remember that Home Alone theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's one of the lesser-known ones. Yeah, but you still funny. remember it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and what? Josiah uh, Elfman's Batman theme is the Batman theme. That's why they used it on the animated series. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we, we we already mentioned it. Mm-hmm. It popped up again. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, man. I remember being in the theater for that one. And I heard that, like, when the screen goes dark, the doom. Yep, yep. And it just, like, I remember being a little kid, and my heart was just, like, pounding out of its chest. Like, it's just an amazing, like, score can do so much for a movie. Like, again, I was showing The Matrix. We were doing storyboards, like, script yeah. storyboard. And I there's a great video about The Matrix where it did, because Steve Scrooge did the storyboards for it. So I was showing them, like, the script, the storyboard, but and like that opening sequence of the Matrix, similar, just does such a great job of setting. And for that, it's that digital sound, like you know, it just does a great. The audio does such an amazing job of setting the tone for the film. I'm rambling now. I just love talking about film. <laughs> yeah. But dark, dark, dark man sets the tone. Like as soon Absolutely. as the movie starts, it's it's the soundtrack is All on, right. and they're just walking around the apartment having sex. The, the soundtrack. Oh no 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 oh, no no! We start off with that gun scene where the guy rips the dude's leg off and starts firing oh, yeah. a gun. Yeah. What if if that ain't Sam Raimi? I don't know what is. Yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah exactly. Yeah. That is a weird cold open, right? Like, weird like, as hell. Weird as hell. That's it's a very great. it's a very eighties cold open. Maybe know? it's kind of like much. Cabin in the Woods where they filmed that cold open to make you think that you were in the wrong movie theater. No, I don't know if it, I, I think it's just a good tone because it, it shows us what like Durant is and what kind of world is. It's almost like a yeah. prequel to RoboCop where they're building, they're right. building new Detroit. You know, I feel that, like yeah, the, that cold opening is to set Durant up as like a mean villain or yeah, a smart villain. That's right. it. Works. I love the gimmick of him using the cigar chopper to cut off the fingers. Love that. Been a yeah, yeah that that was that. supposed to. Because there's medals in the background, like on his mantle when they're in his house, and it's supposed to be that he's part of the 101st Airborne or whatever it was, the 101st oh, really? Airborne. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. He's supposed to be like, you know, how they took trophies in Vietnam of the, of the ears oh. and shit. Oh, kind of like that. Right over yep. there. Yeah. Nice is an actual thing that happened, kids. Yeah, yeah. War is messed up. A play on Stark. Hmm? What? Oh, the, the industrialist. The industrialist. Maybe. Is he a play on Tony Stark? Possible. I don't think so because no. I think Raimi likes that stuff. I think he might be a play on Max Shrek. Okay, that's what I'm villain. saying. I know Raimi's yeah. a comic book fan. I saw. Well, no, no, I meant wondered... like the guy who played Nosferatu. I think he might have been playing with that a little bit. Are we? Are we or talking about? Questions. Are we talking about Shrek? That's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. the character. Like, I kind of wondered if, yeah. if because he because oh. everyone knows Raimi was a comic book fan. Did sure. was it a play on that? You know, no. Shrek yeah. was nothing but an overeager businessman. That's yeah, really all it was. Oh, an eighties businessman, basically. Oh yeah, you know? very much, very much eighties business guy. 80s. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. but I'm saying the name seems guy. Like it was a, a weird homage to Stark. Nah, I didn't feel that at all. I didn't feel that. Uh, Replace a couple letters. Yeah, take out a C. Billionaire industrialist, you know. But he's but he, oh, 
Yeah, yeah, but he's evil and wasn't trying to build a Iron Man wasn't trying to build a utopia. Yeah. Well, in the middle of in, if, by the way, did anybody else pick up that they were throwing that carnival in like the middle of like Crack Central? Yes. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. when they like, leave when they leave the carnival, it's nothing but abandoned buildings and warehouses and stuff like that. Which like, I really one because probably really cheap to shoot there. Yeah. Two, it was like I I like what it says because the guy, like our villain Shrek, is trying to rebuild this clearly dump ass city, right? But he's just doing it the wrong way, you know. It's yeah. it's evil. Like I said, it's, it's it reminds me a lot of RoboCop. I think there's a lot of like similarities. Between, like I don't think this is like RoboCop's very sardonic and has a lot of like social commentary. I don't think Darkman actually does. Like I think Darkman no. is more kind of on oh, the note. Totally I don't think so. You I disagree. Made, I, I no. I just made a connection to something I'm thinking about. What do you got? What do you got? Mm. The end scene, the end fight scene in this movie was on a construction site. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. Where was the where was the end fight in Spider Man Three? Construction. Oh, site. on a construction site. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Randy, so Randy, Randy likes construction sites. Okay. Plays the hits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes play the hits. No, I just I think this is such a smart. Mo- I just I think this is such a smart artsy movie, and I don't think Sam Raimi gets enough credit for being as artsy as he is. It was one of his forgotten films until the last maybe like ten years. A lot of people have been rediscovering Dark Man. I'm glad. It makes me happy because I do think yeah. this. I, man, I love this as a kid. I had the Marvel adaptation. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I inked by Mark Teixeira, mm-hmm. written by Ralph Macchio. So it's good. Some talent worked on that book. Like I just, I loved this story as a kid because, like Dave said, like we didn't have a lot of superhero adaptations in the '80s and no. '90s. We had Batman, and that was kind of it. Yeah, and but they Batman, tried, and but a, Batman and a wasn't questionable Superman movies at that point. But Batman wasn't trying to bring down the man. Yeah, he took down Max Shrek, but I mean, like. Yeah, but this movie, he's very much bringing down the man. Like this movie, this, <laughs> it's like it's not like RoboCop in that regard. Like this is really very much a a fighting. This is an eight like a rejection of the eighties kind of because like the nineties yeah. really were this rejection to the eighties and especially the early nineties. You had your grunge movements. You had a lot of you know fuck fuck billionaires, fuck industrialists. Yeah. We had a lot of that movie. And this movie really kind of feels that anti you know eighties guy wave. Anti-establishment. Yeah, because that villain is just complete. Like he is totally mu- not Dur- not Durant. Durant's cool. The Shrek is just like a mustache twirling, even though he has no mustache. You know, unapologetic '80s guy. Yeah, like there's zero yeah. subtlety at all to him. And the you know? and the standard, all the cops are paid off. Everybody's, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like they're the whole system's against you. Yeah. Like Robo, like very much like RoboCop in that way. Yep. You know, well, in a lot of di- yeah. a lot of '80 movies, really. That's why I asked about the, the rating on this because, like, you know. It is like straddling eighties and nineties, and it's like it. It felt like a P, an eighties PG, right? Because eighties PG is like rated R these days. Oh no, it's rated R. It's rated yeah. R. Surprised. Yeah, actually, you don't you it, don't you don't push Ted Raimi's head up into oncoming traffic and let his head get squished. And yeah, but but you R. know how many squibs they had in 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 RoboCop? Like, and, I, uh, I, that was I, also that was a that movie was almost rated X. Yeah. They had to do several edits on that movie to get the R. That was not. A I know, PG but it's movie. it's still like I, I don't know if there was like some kind of revamp of the system between RoboCop and this because this was not as bad as RoboCop. I mean, Nothing is as bad as RoboCop. That's why it's <laughs> RoboCop. Like <laughs> RoboCop is one of the most violent movies ever made on purpose. You know, it's it's saying yep. something. Did you know? Sam Raimi? It made that, sense. Write that character for his brother so he could kill him off. He writes. Yeah. His, he, he writes, writes his character and Bruce into every movie almost. Yeah, he's a good dude to have as a friend. Robert Tapper. Like they have a crew. They've worked together since like yeah. the original Evil Dead movie. Yep. Yeah. You know, there. He's one of those guys that like brought up. He brings up his friends. You know. 
Yep. Must have been Eddie, angry Eddie at Ted him. that day, though, when he wrote that scene. <laughs> oh, what, well, who doesn't love killing their brother? Come on. That's true. <laughs> but Ted loves it. Oh, yeah. It's a great death, too. Like, his head just, and again, so fan of the opera. They just stick his head up. And no yes. one stops driving. They just keep driving. No. You know, there's a head right there. And they're like, oh, what yes. happened to the body? Oh, we don't know. It like, was almost very, there. and we all know that Sam, Sam Raimi loves the Three Stooges. If you haven't watched oh, yeah. Evil Dead 2, then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sheps. They're Sheps. The but that, that shot was very just, it felt very Three Stoogey to me, yeah. sticking his 100%. head out of the sewer grate. I love that. 100%. No, Army of the Darkness with the the, he, the skeleton hands coming up out of the ground, and he's. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's oh, yeah. very Three Stooges. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He yeah. loves. Raimi loves his Stooge. He talks about Slapstick. Yep. Uh, and he's and he'll do he'll devolve into that at times for humor. And that's and Campbell's so good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Campbell uh, is very good at physical comedy. Super good at physical comedy. Always was. You ever seen Bubba Hotep? Yes, I was about to say Bubba Hotep. Yeah. <laughs> See Ray, that's for you and me, man. We got that. I would have said Congo, <laughs> but he was only in it for two seconds. So. Congo. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever see Bubba Hotep? I've I did. never seen it. Dave, I, know the, I know the movie I've where, seen where JFK I don't think is the black sat down and watched the whole thing. He's El- okay, so he's Elvis. Campbell plays Elvis, right? right? But Elvis faked his own death, and he's in an old folks' home now. And a mummy is after them. Yeah, yep. and JFK is a black guy. And JFK is a black guy played by Ozzy Davis. Yeah, he got JFK's brain put into another body. Yeah. It is brilliantly silly I love and it. awesome. There's a chase sequence with Elvis and a walker and a mummy. And it's the slowest chase sequence in movie history. And it's I think we're awesome. gonna have to watch this. Damn it, that's the next movie. We're doing Bubba Hotep. Oh my god, it's gonna all right. If you're still watching and you think huh. Bubba Hotep should be the next movie, comment. <laughs> well, it's not gonna be Dark Man two or three, so let's get rid no, of here. No, no. They were fine for what but they're they not were. good, you know. They're not, not good. Really. But when do we ever watch good movies? We watched a good movie today. Yeah, well, that's true. One. I've been coming on to this show for two years, and you, you finally wrong. give me a win. You ain't wrong. We watched next, uh, next movies we do okay, should yeah. be Neil Breen. We watched Batman uh, Returns. You guys have given me a couple softballs. Yeah, we yeah. had some good ones, but the we ratio watched... is off, JD. The ratio is terrible. I'm not gonna lie. We've had some. Okay, Native Peach is like Bubba Hotep with a heart. It's settled. Thank you, Native Peach. I don't know who you are, but I really appreciate you. That's one what, That's, that's one my homegirl. Vote that's my and no votes for anything hey. else. So. That's it. We're doing Bubba Hotep. Dave's never seen it. You've never seen it. I, Dave, If Dave had this reaction to Dark Man, I need to see his reaction to Bubba Hotep. I have to. I have to. I have to see He's going to hate it. Oh, I know. That's why I need this. It's too realistic for John. No, no. I might I might like it. Like No, John will like it. John likes <laughs> John's the anime guy. John likes weird stuff. John will dig this. I think Dave will hate it. That's why we have to do it. I don't know, but it was really? too realistic. Because oh, Dave, John's I need to hear you. about a year or two away I from need that to hear retirement you talk home about with Elvis. If it's Campbell, I like it. It's, you know, it's Campbell. I'll turn my brain off for Campbell. I mean, come on. Oh, I know. You watched Spider-Man 3. Oh, yeah, I did. It's still not a great movie, but, you know. <sighs> I had such hope for that one, too. Even yeah. Sam Raimi's like it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the, the whole problem was because they forced the, the symbiote, yeah, and Venom. And they wanted AVR had wanted that Venom. That's the thing, dude. Like Sam Raimi loves the '60s Marvel, and they were trying to do '90s Marvel. Like you said, yep. there's different eras. You know, he really didn't mm-hmm. have too much control in Spider-Man Three. That was mostly a studio Very thing. He was very doing things. I feel Sp- like they Spider-Man Two is the masterpiece, and we all know it. <laughs> it I think they should have let him. Like, if they wanted Venom, they should have let him plant seeds and built to it instead of the way that we were given. He it. didn't plant it. Yeah, he didn't want it. I mean, it's why yeah. he didn't. Yeah, he didn't want Venom. He didn't get Venom, right? Because again, he was a fan of the '60s. And he's like, he wanted Craven. 
I think. He wanted Craven the Hunter, I think. And they were like, no, we want Venom. He gave us a good Sam. I remember when they cast the Thomas Hayden Church as Sam, and I'm like, well, it's Sandman. But he actually did a pretty good job. Yeah, and I actually enjoyed I enjoyed Thomas Hayden Church's return as a Sandman in the Far No Way Home. No Way Home. No Way Home. I can never keep him straight. Yeah, I can never keep him straight. But yeah, Bubba Hotep. Done. All right. All right. Well, how, many you weeks, know what? how many weeks are we going to give us to watch? You want to do it next week? You want a couple weeks? Gray says three weeks. I don't know why. Give, but... give us some time to breathe, guys. We just gave yeah. him Dark Man. True. True. Art. We already True. gave him the best of the year. This is already episode of the year. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love this movie so much. That's because you shit on it, Dave. I love it All so right. much. Hey, Dave, All let right, me okay, ask you a okay, question. Hold on. Hold on. Now, I want to ask you a question, Mr. Narcissist Host Man. Did you, like, did you like Dick Tracy? Did you like the movie Dick Tracy? I have not seen that movie in a really long time. That was a really stylized movie. Like, did you like it? And I don't remember. I rem- the, the the thing the scene I only re- remember is the scene with Mumbles when he records them and then he plays the tape slow. So oh no, I always remember the I always remember the scenes with Madonna when she's talking about peach ice cream and how he should lick a peach, you know, something like that. She was very sexualized in that movie. That was not meant for children. Well, Warren Beatty made the movie. True point. Yeah. Yeah. Like Warren Beatty movies were an excuse for him to meet. But we're talking about a stylized and a certain like aesthetic, like a tone. Dick Tracy, you know, Dark Man Dark Man is the way over Dick Tracy. That's how that's the point I'm getting at. If you like Dick Tracy, I don't know how you don't like Dark Man. I don't like Dick Tracy and I love Dark Man. Maybe because I just I don't know. I don't have a connection to Dick Tracy at all in the movie. I do. I I have, that's the problem. I read Dick Tracy growing up. I, I still I have a bunch of com. Oh, okay. I didn't read Dick Tracy, and like it just seemed to me like Warren Beatty and his friends may, are are being silly and wearing masks. You know, I just never never got into it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not yeah. for everybody. All yeah. right. So, so to try to like a couple questions to try to bring this to a to an end. First thing is first killing. First question <laughs> is what was your favorite part of this movie? Let's go around. Uh, let's start with eight. Go with betray. No, no, go with John first. I got a lot of scenes to process. I'm the same thing. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> All right, what John. Is the best part, part of this movie? Of I need a minute. I don't like the best scene, the best part. Like, I think, I think that for, for me, like the best part was like seeing, I, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen this and I had forgotten that it was Liam Neeson and seeing him play the crazy parts. And I, I just, you know, he, he did a really good job of playing those crazy parts and you know, just the character of dark man himself. That's, that's what I think is the best part of it. I mean, he, he's I, always so stoic in movies. You're right. It, got, it yeah. was fun yeah. to see him kind of cut loose a little bit and be, Oh yeah. Bit, he, yeah. You know, yeah. Pacino went up a bit. I have a particular set of skills. Anyway, uh, acting. All right. Yeah. That's a skill. Mm-hmm. All right. JD, you got an answer? I love, I love that ending, man. I love that ending where Peyton Westlake accepts the fact that he is, not who he thought he was and he is he is dark man like i just love how he he really pulls in the performance right because he's so over the top and he's not over the top there and he's not in them he's not in the hat and the bandages he just has the messed up face and he's just like this is what i am now and he's just like there's a confidence in it and an acceptance and a somberness to the way he delivers it like an inevitability i am dark man i just mm-hmm. man it's such good ish he shouldn't have been this good in this movie as he is, right? No, yeah. He should not have had this good of an actor in it and delivering such a good performance that's so underrated. I just, I love the ending. Do you think if if, if Campbell had been in it, it would have been this good? No, like, no, no. Different yeah. movie. No, no, don't get me wrong. I love Bruce, but I think that this this character 
the humanization of him of Peyton was not meant for Bruce Campbell. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, it, it didn't need yeah, to be over exaggerated. It, so need, it, it needed to be yeah. humanized. Yeah, it would have yeah, come yeah. off more comedic if Campbell did it. Yeah, I think he would have done a great job, but I, I don't think he would have done as good a job as Liam Neeson did. Eighty-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Eighty-four. That's the critics, right? What's the the, the audience? The critics score is eighty-four percent. The audience score is fifty-nine. I don't think so. I don't think a lot of people get this movie. You know, they don't. It's for a select audience. Yeah, it's it really it's is. not a blockbuster. You know, but it made did well. It, it was it was very heavily promoted as a superhero film. Back okay. In the day. Right. It is, it is so weird. Just one thing. It is so weird that normally in a movie like this, the audience rating is higher and, and it's the critics that are like, eh, this, sure. we don't like these kinds of movies. Ebert it's so weird movie. that they are 84% and the, the audience score is lower. I think I could see so a lot weird. of people, especially in 1990, not really getting it, you know? And being like, what is this? Because it's yeah, a weird. But, but the reviewers Dave, never really get these. Yeah, you know, but Dave's like got a good point. Dave's like, I don't know what this movie's trying to be. And the answer is a freaking weird ass Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. But if you're not on if you're not on board with that, I could see it being a, a turnoff. Yeah, sorry, like sorry, Ray, like right, you know. Mm. Ray's still debating which part he's gonna choose. It's not even a part, it's it's just the overall film as a whole. Mm-hmm. I, I think I love movies that have a descent in the madness, right? Mm-hmm. I really love The Shining. JD, you know, we could talk about The oh, Shining yeah. forever. We did. But that's just, that it's true. That descent in the madness is always appealing to me because it really brings forth like the human nature of everything about it. So you have Liam Neeson who has a very happy life, a beautiful girlfriend and it's taken from him because of some corporate bullshit. Mm-hmm. One, that gives us the entire plot of the movie. That's the whole motivation. That's the MacGuffin. That's what we're after to bring the corporation down that that took your life from you right mm-hmm. and and a bunch of silliness ensues i mean he is blown up and blown into the air into the river i don't know how you go up and over but you know you did there's a whole bunch of craziness to it but there's also a flow to it that i really like that other superhero movies and and i don't even want to call this a superhero movie i i really don't what would what would, what would you guys call it it's more of like, a horror movie no no, it's a bunch of things. It's an it's amalgamation a, of a bunch pulpy. of shit. It's a pulp movie, right? It's, it's a, a pulp horror pulp action movie. comedy. I don't even know what it's it a lot. is. There's it's a lot beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's it's beautiful. It's rainy. It I mean, it's what it is. It's like it's it's like you know how Dr Pepper is like twenty two different flavors, but it's fucking delicious. That is that is Dark Man. Dark Man is Dr Pepper. All the characters are great in it, huh? Who else but Raimi could make a movie that was all nobody can think nobody at the same time. Yeah. Not one director in Hollywood then, now, or in the future can do it. Mm-hmm. This Sorry. is this is a uniquely Raimi film. No one else could make it. And it's appropriate. He wrote it. You know, it's his movie. He wrote it. He directed it. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's it's an homage film at the same time to throw it in with that blend of all the different things. Like it's a great fucking movie that I've been recommending to people forever. And when you guys said we're gonna talk dark, man, I was just like, mm, I love it. I love it because I like to spread the word about underrated and good movies. So talking about Dark Man is a perfect fit, I think, for this show because one, we have diversity over here from Negative Dave. Old Man Grady likes <laughs> it, you know, and JD is, you know, he's with me per usual. Yeah, Mikey doesn't like anything. I mean, O'Grady doesn't like anything. No, O'Grady <laughs> does not like anything. But oh, he John and I have done a panel on stuff. Like, yeah, I know, I know, which is weird. I normally <laughs> like the stuff that you, but anyway. But his, I will his, say that again, like the movie's not believable, but that doesn't matter. I like the fact that a he works by himself, mm-hmm. 
and, and the way just, he works and the way he works he has the he's bad methodical. guys he's Go methodical ahead. and he's smart about you're getting it you're getting it you're closer it. dave you're gonna understand this movie soon I, I'm not, <laughs> i didn't say i hated it i just said that it's very much a product of its time mm, you were you were so close and when you look at it through a 2023 lens it's just like a little hard I to like, take at points I like movies that feel like their era. Like I said, I've come on the show and, and defended Manhunter up and down. That thing reeks of 1986. I think it's part of the charm of movies. Like, again, we talked about Gone with the Wind earlier. Gone Wind feels like a movie made in 1939 because it was. Yeah. Right? I don't – I like that about movies. I like watching a movie and, and feeling an era. Right? Art is reflected by the era in which it's created. Like – all art is disseminated from what is going on in our minds and what is going on in the world at the time. And I think that's what makes something like this work. I mean, you have timeless things like, yeah, sure, Star Wars can achieve a timelessness, but that's rare. And I think that's what makes Star Wars special. True. I think you can argue, well, maybe not. 89 Batman, in some ways, are a product of its time, but at the same time... I think it's they, a product. I think Batman is definitely a product. It is. But they tried to do things to not set it in 1989. Like no, they tried their best to set it up in like 1932 noir with, with the giant buildings and and but there's gargoyles. also computers and stuff like that. Like Batman, the Batman yeah. movies are, are a weird thing unto themselves. I think it's easier to achieve a timelessness when you set a movie in the past, like Indiana Jones. Right. Yeah, that's true. I think it's harder not to date yourself when the movie takes place in the now because what is in the now is always changing. Right. Right. Right, I, so mean, now I, mean, I mean, Blade Runner was supposed to be this year. I'm just saying. I ain't got yeah. no replicates, man. Nope. Well, we're close. They got sex bots. Now the difficult question for the sex box enthusiasts <laughs> in the room. Be right. What's, Who told you James movie? I'm lonely, bro. <laughs> and you oh could go first, JD. Something what you didn't it? like about it. Oh, there's got to be something. Oh, something I didn't like about this movie? Some of the special effects have aged poorly. A lot of the green screen work... I don't know if it's my eye or just like, I think it's something, oh, that didn't age very well. In 1990, mm -hmm. it's fine. Again, $14 million in 1990 is not a huge budget. It's the no. biggest budget Raimi had worked with at the time. Still not a big budget. So some of the chroma key isn't, isn't great, but I can accept, you know, I did stand out to me and I'm like, oh, that doesn't look, that doesn't look very good. But again, you need to buy the era and the money you have. So that's it. I mean, as far as like a story and stuff goes, like, do I wish there was some more character work in the script? Yeah, a little bit, but Raimi's not a writer, right? He's an artist. So, you know, I accept art for... Okay, just in comparison, the, the budget for Dick Tracy was $47 million. Warren Beatty's writing checks to his friends. Like, oh, there's yeah. a, I bet a lot of that went to the cast. No, probably. But, I mean, I'm just in comparison. $14 million to $47 million. Do you have that? I might. <laughs> <laughs> All right, while well, he's looking it up, John, what's something you didn't like about the movie? 162 million, almost 163 million, rounded oh, off. Wow, hmm, that's pretty good, good for 1990. Yeah, for the yeah. I can't think of anything that I really didn't like about this. If I, mean, I can think of one thing, you can think of a couple. I don't. I mean, I would go with the same thing that JD says. Like some of the stuff aged a little bit, but like the makeup, the makeup worked really good. It was, good. But but there, there's that one scene where he gets blown out of the uh, out of the building though. Yeah. That's we'll switch like, time. They show that like I when somebody talks about Darkman, they usually show that scene, and that is a really bad green screen. Yeah. Like, but then you look at the effects that they did for the computer when it was when it was forming was cool. the light constructs of of the the facial features. They must have blown a lot on that, you know. Like, 
Well, you got to remember the cost of industrial light and magic back in the day was very costly for only big, big budget movies, say like your Jurassic Parks or I don't know, something of that of that nature. Getting hiring them, it's costly. And there's a waiting list. So sometimes you have to go to the B to the B team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if it looked like shit, it looked like shit for a reason. But it also yeah. had that Raimi charm. Well, wh- whoever whoever did it was really good at generating like whatever passed for CGI back then, but not green screens. <laughs> yeah, green screens. Green screen can be tough, man. Like yep. it's not. Yeah, we've got it. We they've gotten it figured out now. But I mean, like in '90, it's tough. Ah, yeah, I'll tell you the one thing I did not like about this movie is it didn't have a bigger budget. There you go. Yeah, I don't think it needed it. I don't either, but I think it could have helped. I don't. It probably could have helped with some of the special effects, but I think it would have taken away from some of the style. It's possible. If they, if they had put yeah. too much money into it. Yeah, they were I know. The like, easy road out. Corman's best work is when he's really constrained. You know, like, well, a lot of these guys are. Yeah. Okay, Ray. Something I didn't like about the movie is that we never got the unedited version that the studio pulled. So there was an extra 20 minutes with more character development and things and story to it. Yeah, but we never got it. I would like to have seen that. Yeah, I agree. But the studio said we need to shorten the runtime, and Raimi fought it the best he could, but... Still didn't have a lot of power. Danny Danny Elfman actually backed him with that. They said, put you know... Okay, so they took out 20 minutes of scenes, and then they secretly... Okay, so hold on. So Danny Elfman and Sam Raimi said, look, you either do this or I'm taking my soundtrack with me. Elfman was like backing Raimi. And they secretly added a couple of those scenes back into the movie, but it wasn't the full cut. That's the only thing I don't like. This is a Danny Elfman fresh off of Batman. Yes. Danny Elfman had his with the most power. He's had the movie of a generation under his belt at this point. Yep. All right. So that's that's the only thing I don't like is that it wasn't long enough. I want to see the cut. There's a better movie out there. There's there's a movie. Like I said, my biggest complaint is lack. I think there's a lack of character development. Well, it was there. Yeah, because yeah. this movie, this movie just roll. I mean, from from start it's to finish, it just rolls. There yeah. is no break at all, really. And I know that's no wasted film. That would be my main criticism, and I agree with you guys. Like, it, some of it feels herky jerky because I like they didn't breathe. I get it. You know, and I've seen Sam Raimi breathe in movies. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe an older, more mature Raimi in some of his later films. I don't know, but and he's probably know. like thirty. In this movie came out, you know, he's still a pretty young man. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I mean that's that, that's the thing. Like a little more character development for Durant and uh, not Durant, Peyton. No, yeah. you want character development on Durant, you gotta watch the sequel. Die the Return of Durant. The Return of Durant. Mm-hmm. Die Dark Man Die. <laughs> great great, great subtitle, by the way. Dark yeah. Man Three, Die, Dark Man Terrible. Die. Terrible, Terrible story, movie. Though. Great subtitle. What Sam Raimi is sixty three years old. Yeah. Holy what was no. the what you call it? The, who played Darkman in the sequels? Arnold the Sulu in the second. He nope. and cut himself, and then Jeff Fahey. Oh, okay. He of the direct video film. Yeah, uh, there, that, there was they they were going to turn this into a TV series, guys. They filmed the pilot, but the the studio has said we will never release that pilot. So you're that never sucked. gonna you're never gonna see the pilot. It, it must have been terrible. Terrible. Yeah. All right. Any well, other questions? What what about you, Dave? Are you a fan of it now that we've talked about it a little bit? Have we sold I, you? I, I look. I'm not. You came in here looking to take a big steamy shit on my movie, and I just want to know the reasons why I'm getting rained on. I, I wasn't going to take a shit on the movie. I just was trying to balance the conversation a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. like, 
sat around sucking on Remy's. Because I came in easy, like, we're on YouTube. Because I came in the show going, "This movie is amazing." Like yeah. before we even started the show. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, though. I don't, I like to talk, we can, I like we can all. I want you to be honest with yourself, Dave. I don't want you to to worry about what the viewers want. Yeah. If you like something, say you like it. Be proud. I don't know. Sometimes I have a hard time watching older movies and thinking like. Oh, this feels like it's such of its time. There's a lot of that's not a you're not alone in it. There's a lot. I'm not one of those people, but there's a lot of people that feel that way about watching older movies. Yeah, I, got a, I got a friend that can't watch black and white movies. She's like, I, yeah, old basically. movies. Go go watch. Yeah, if you if you if you don't like black and white movies, go see Citizen X. Or you know, or if you think older movies are bad, go watch. Um, there's lots of good older. Max Dugan Returns. Like but there are some. Do you think? But do you think it's twenty years of you know, we'll look back on Winter Soldier and go, oh my God, that's such a movie of its time. It doesn't work. No, because James Bond movies are timeless and that's essentially a James yeah. Bond movie. That it is. is. I don't know. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Who cares? Like, I almost don't care if people look back. I think all art should be viewed in the context in which it was created. <clears throat> right? Like, pop art was a thing of the 50s and 60s. Like, you yeah. have to kind of imbibe it and what it was. Like, Andy Warhol painted a soup can. It's I know. But I mean, it's times like, it's a fucking soup can. But you have to get why he did it, you know? It is what it I mean, like I said, it doesn't I, I like I like feeling art that was like you could tell. Like I like listening to grunge music because it's clearly that only could have came out in like nineteen ninety one, you know? That's mm-hmm. why I'm wearing the final. All right, let's uh, I thought it, it was laundry day. I think <laughs> we've talked about this movie enough. I'm good. Um, I don't think we talked about it enough, but you know, if you want to wrap it up. I could have a dark man podcast, quite frankly. All right, well let's 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 have the time in the because because we're at the two-hour mark, and, and Joey's probably sleeping already. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, no. Joey complains about the length of our podcast all the time. Especially oh, when I'm on here. Wrap <laughs> it up. <laughs> all right. So let's let's wrap it up. Let's go around and see if anyone has recommendations or did you learn something on the podcast this week. And, of course, we'll start with our good friend Ray. And you can also plug your podcast. I plugged that thing earlier. But what did I learn this week? I learned that I'm not alone in the Dark Man fandom. That I have friends. Dave, you can be my friend. <laughs> you know? I thought I was your friend. You were until you shit on Dark Man. Oh. Um, you'll, you'll earn it back. Don't worry. When we watch Bubba Hotep. Now, what did I really learn? That they are selling the Dark Man trilogy on Blu-ray. For twelve bucks on Amazon, that's a deal, man. That's a deal. Done. Get, get, give, give us the extra twenty minutes for with HD, and I will I will pay thirty bucks for that. It's no, no, twelve ninety six. Yeah, that's, good that's about it. Yeah, that's a great price. Even you get Dark Man, this great movie, and then you get two sequels that are there. That are there. They are there. All right. How about you, JD? I learned this movie holds up, and I still liked it, because I haven't seen it in 20 years, probably. And I was very pleased. Sometimes you watch an older movie, and you're like, oh, man, this isn't as good as I remember. Teen Wolf, basically. Mm-hmm. I got my kid all to watch Teen Wolf. Wow, we're going to watch Teen Wolf. 15 minutes, I'm like, God, this sucks. Like, so I did not have that experience today. It was, is, it aged better than I was expecting, quite frankly. Right. I, yeah. I usually I watch this. I, I usually watch this movie about once every, like, two to three years. I'm going to from now on. Good job. Any recommendations? I didn't get to anything cool this week, so no, right. nothing. Too busy wrestling. 
We watched Puss in Boots again at home. Puss in Boots 2 rules. I can't say enough good things about it. It's so good. It has no right being as good as it is. John, you have to as an anime fan, they delve into some anime like influences at various points in the movie. Hmm. I really want your thoughts on this movie at some point. I think you'll okay. like I'll make a note right. of it. I'll watch it this, this week. John. Yeah, go see this movie. Like popcorn. This is a popcorn thing. You know, grab a bag of popcorn, do this. As far as me learning anything, I'm too old to learn anything. And my recommendations, because I, yeah, I, since you guys handle like all the regular stuff, I'll handle. I I'll, I handle the anime. So there, out of out of the many really good anime this season, the winter season, there is one that I fully recommend. Like even if you haven't done any anime yet, this might be a good one to start with. Is and here's a title for you, JD: The Magical Revolution of the Reincarnated Princess and the Genius Young Lady. God, I love Japan. <laughs> I know. I, I love the culture. I love it. I but, adore it. But this one's got heart. Like it's very. There are very few that actually like grab. Like a lot of them are just entertaining and stuff. But this one has got real heart to it. It makes you feel things for the characters. I like it. This is this is a good one to start with. I won't ever watch you know, it, but I appreciate it. You, know, um, you, you don't have time, John. I actually. It's weird. I saw it was somewhere playing in the theaters. Was. The time I got reincarnated as a slime. I didn't. I'm gonna I, go see it tomorrow. Oh my! God. I was shocked. I'm like, that's in the theaters. Yeah, yeah. No, anime is making is starting to make inroads in the theaters, like in the U.S. Like there was Demon Slayer, Mugen Train, Dragon um, Ball Z, Broly, Dragon Ball Super Superhero, and the latest Bleach. Yeah. Uh, like, and they're making Boku bucks, man. Like mm-hmm. huge piles of money. So, like Mugen Train, like broke records. So it, it worldwide. So like, we're not talking chump change anymore. And it's, it's, we're going to see more than more of them later. All right. Cool. Well, let's see. I will recommend you go to superheroespeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media at the top of the page and comic book reviews by our good friend, Kristen, actually just wasp number one review just went up this past weekend. So go check that out. If you haven't read it yet, I learned that my friendship with Ray is, over i like ova over <laughs> ow i mean see if he ever gets invited back onto this podcast i got a bubba hotel i'm already scheduled <laughs> we, have, we have deep cuts and we cut deep exactly man <laughs> i am i am i'm hurting hurting right i'm crying in the inside we'll talk about it <laughs> you know what i also will i'll recommend the movie that i saw dark man i, I want to dance with somebody <laughs> yes. uh, if you're a fan of whitney houston i think Naomi Aki does a great job portraying her. It, the, the movie's centerpiece, like all these movies, there's a centerpiece of like one of their famous performances. The centerpiece on this is her American Music Awards performance where she did a mel- melody of three songs. It's one of like considered one of the greatest vocal performances of all time. And it, it's, it's really good. She does a great job uh, portraying that. So go check that out. And on that note, as always, <laughs> oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. You're getting last minute comments here. Deep cuts and what did he say? Squandered, squandered of riches. <laughs> Thanks for that. You know, Randy, if you were here, you could help defend me a little bit. All right. On that note, as always, thanks for watching or listening. Don't let you keep caught in the door. Have Unless a good you're week. dark man, and then you mm-hmm. get your, and you get your your coat caught in the door.